What is up? What is happening? DFS DJ Nation, we are back at a not scheduled time because it is Thanksgiving week, our favorite day of the year. The you know, a tradition like no other, as Ryan would say. And he kept the tradition alive by being 15 minutes late per <laughs> usual. Uh, he couldn't find his AOL CD, uh, you know, to get his hours up for his American Online to be able to get going. So he finally got him here. But wait, hold on. Kev, I know you ain't gonna come in with the smoke with that weak ass intro. You better do that over for the people. What is happening here? We're at Thanksgiving. This is your slate. You call me up out of the hiatus and doldrums to come on this slate, and you're gonna open it up like that with that weak ass intro. Run that back, DJ. Hey, we, we got hey, Run we, that we got back. we got stuff to talk about. This is already gonna be a oh, three my. hour show. Okay. Oh god. All right, all right. So, all yo, right, what's fine. going on? What's happening? You guys are into the TFA DJ Nation podcast. We got Thanksgiving coming live for you with Santa Kev. We got Maddie DFS, aka Maddie Gets Buckets, aka Maddie in them DFS streets. We got the boy D Bro, the one and only. Shout out to D Bro out here getting them tickets. And your boys here, Ryan Williams. You can find me on Twitter at Ryan Alexander underscore W. Yeah, that's right. I'm saying the intro, so I'm going to throw my chills. Twitter handle. Let's I legit it, have boys. chills. Got Thanksgiving slate. Come on now, Kev. You got the boys back together, and you're going to start off with that weak-ass shit? What Kev, is going on? Kev was going to host, and Ryan just took it over. Rip, bozo. Love to see it. Well, see, I was trying to. That's hey. what I did. I, you know, I have to. You know, sometimes I have to knock myself down to lift you up. Okay, so that, that's what I was trying to do. You know, <laughs> so I came in. Yes, you know. Hey. You know? Kev, Kev, you've been too busy counting them bags. I see. You know, you you hitting you hitting out there in in the DK streets, and you got to count a couple grands, and now you just kind of chilling. You sitting on your laurels. No, man, we still gotta we still gotta be in it to win it. It's a Thanksgiving slate. Come on, tell him, yeah. Ryan. Yeah, we're gonna. I'm gonna take another one down. It's the damn year, baby. Yeah. So, so in. <laughs> with that, let's just let's just fucking get into it because uh, this is gonna take a long time because it always does. I don't know why. Uh, I never get it. I've never understood the science behind this. This is a three game slate, and we somehow take, Kev, it's really easy. We take an hour per game. Haven't you figured this yeah, out? Yeah, yet? I mean, I, I don't get it. We can, <laughs> yeah, we can go through a main slate and get through it in a, you know an hour, hour and a half, but we go through a three game slate, and it's just it's just the worst. The only what? thing I can guarantee that's not going to happen on this one because I'm only drinking a a, a a Red Bull is I won't be blackout drunk by the end of it. That's the only thing I can promise. Well, you got to get started off right. For this podcast, you might just be we, blackout, not blackout drunk. That's but. fair. We got Walido in the chat dropping a cool 50 Canadian. <laughs> the crew is in the house, baby. My guys, Debro and Ryan, what is up? It's probably not going great for Ryan, though, because, well, never mind. I, I, I was contracted. Don't, don't start it off obligated. like that, Kev. You were about I, I was going to make a this joke. This is how it goes three hours. About Why are you to. asking the questions you already know the answers to? This dude has to go on a diatribe every time he brings up a topic. That's how we end up going for longer. And then Kev will black out, as, as D-Bro alluded to, and then he'll ask at the end of the show, man, how do we go for three hours? I got to stay up all night editing. <laughs> well, yeah, motherfucker, because the runtime. We got he two already hours dropped it in our chat. He already griped about that. He already said, I'm going to be up until 1.30 in the morning editing this damn piece. <laughs> hey, Oh, my God. I ain't got no sympathy for him. 
Well, so I was I was gonna make I was gonna make fun of the the background, but I was like, you know what? No, I'm not gonna do it. We can't we can't talk about that. Just keep it one hundred. Kind of just did right, like yeah. that that just hey, kind of happened. Keep anyway? it moving. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The so, subtle shots. The subtle shots. Yeah. Oh God. Ryan's coming in spicy. My you know, dude, hey, it's dude. it's been forever since he's been on here. Okay, you know, he's he's big time with us now. I guess you know he can't he can't be on the <sighs> show is. anymore. You know, he's one of the OGs of this show, and for whatever reason, you know, he doesn't grace with his presence anymore. Me and Maddie's Maddie, Maddie, stop throwing up the counter. Stop throwing okay. up the, the the counter. We got three tangents on this dude. He said we're gonna start the slate. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and ago, jump into the quarterback position. <laughs> it is going to be short, sweet, and to the point because all we have is Josh Allen at 8K, $6,200 Dak Prescott, $5,600 Kirk Cousins, $5,500 Daniel Jones, Jared Goff is $5,200, and we don't really need to talk about the bum that is Mac Jones at $5,100. But, so, let's start it off. Ryan, you seem to have so much to say. Let us know. Let let us know (laughs) on the FanDuel streets what you're looking at. At quarterback this week. Yeah, I was like, what are these prices? What are you talking about? I, I don't see any of those prices of what you're talking about. I got Josh <laughs> Allen at 9,500. I got Dak Prescott at 8K. Um, no, I mean, it, what what are we doing here, boys? Like, uh, we're, we're playing Josh Allen. I know he just burned a ton of people uh, on the previous slate. It's the best game uh, from on paper. Um, and D-Bro, D- I'll let you run, you know, I'll let you run poetic on the analytics and everything that's rubbing off the page. But I just look at this game at Detroit. Dude, the games at Detroit have been explosive, like, all year long. I think they're averaging, like, around 62 points per game. Like, and we talk about this all the time, especially with the Thanksgiving slate. Like, how shitty is it to just be dead after game one? And that's what you're looking at here. Um, If I'm playing, you know, Josh Allen, I got to – well, I should say this. There, Stefan Diggs is if I'm playing him, then I'm playing him with Josh Allen. And like, I'm looking at the salary and that's what takes up. I I will have Gabe Davis everywhere. I know his price on other sites is absolutely egregious. And I just love being able to play him solo in this game. Cause I do think that he still has that upside. If Stefan Diggs pops, I think it's Allen coming with him, but I think Dak is in a good spot. Dak is at home. This giants defense, you can attack them versus the run and everybody's going to lean there. But what happens when CD lamb gets loose against the secondary, that's absolutely obliterated um, and littered with injuries. And you're getting, at least on FanDuel, you get a discount of $1,500 there. And if the points are going through the air instead of on the ground, as everybody's expecting, then I think there's some leverage there outside of those two guys. Like you just can't pay me enough to play, play Kirk cousins at this point. I mean, I don't know. I like, I like a Maserat St. Brown, but I still can't play, play Jared Goff and, you know, Mac Jones is is dust. To Ryan, me. what's uh, um, what's Kirk Cousins' salary on Fanduel? Seventy four hundred. Okay, you would have to pay me seventy four hundred dollars to play Kirk Cousins. <laughs> I like mean, not just not what... salary money, like actual legit American dollars. Yeah, I mean well, that's just what it comes down to. Though, I mean, he is playing at home, and I mean, we have seen this. You know, we have seen them do crazy stuff. But this this is also like. This is also hilarious because we get the Kirk Cousins prime time like on Thanksgiving slate. So like I could see people trying to leverage that and like it just falling apart. And, you know, we'll be talking to ourselves. It can't happen two weeks in a row. Yes, it can. The way that this New England defense has been playing. Um, so it's just a matter. It's really tough, um, especially on FanDuel where where I'm at to build a lineup that you love with Josh Allen in it. Like you have to make concessions in two or three spots. If you go with Dak, you can 
you know, you can still pay up for for other guys that I like with pairing him with CD Dalton. You can run it back with with Gabe. Uh, but I am curious to see like how you guys are playing it on on you know different sites and 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 things of that nature with Josh Allen because this elbow thing like it's been lingering for a little bit and you know I think that that has some merit to it. This is also what you know I would love it if we could get him running because it's one of the favorable matchups uh, with rushing quarterbacks to go. Justin Fields just burn this team. Um, I know some other teams have uh, some other guys have had success against this Detroit Lions defense as well too. But I just you know I don't see them using him in that regard. So. That's what that's where I'm at. I'm probably like all in on Dak this week. So when you look when you look at this game, like this Buffalo Detroit game, right? It's definitely the one that everyone's gonna go to. It has the highest total at 54. And if you look at games in Detroit this year have combined for 62 points per game of all the games that have been played in Detroit this year. That is not even close, the highest on the on the entire year, uh, you know, for an average of um, every single time. And you look at Josh Allen, you you alluded to the fact that he has it because he has it. He, he's definitely taken a hit over the last four uh, over the last four games since he suffered this injury, right? Um, he's thrown for less than two hundred twenty-two pass or two hundred twenty passing yards in three of his last four games. However, what's kept him afloat has been his rushing. He has two hundred twenty-six rushing yards over that span. Now you talked about Detroit, and actually Detroit has actually been improved against the run. Uh, you know, at mm-hmm. least it looks like that uh, outside of the quarterbacks because. Yep. Uh, Detroit uh, has was you know a team that was giving up about like second or third DK points uh, per game. They are now dropped down to 14th. And if you look over the last three games, it has been the quarterbacks that have led their teams in rushing the last three games. Last week it was Daniel Jones seven for 50. Saquon went 15 for 22. And then the week before that was obviously Justin Fields going nuclear 13 for 147 and two. Where Herbert went for 13 for 57 and Monty nine for 37. Then you had Aaron Rodgers actually led the team and and. And rushing that week for four for 40, uh, A.J. Dillon went 11 for 34, and Aaron Jones went nine for 25. So this Lions team has done a much better job of containing the run, but that's not really a big deal when we're talking about Josh Allen, and they're sounding like they're a team that leans on the run anyways. So, you know, with Devin Singletary. So when you look at Josh Allen, I think the story you have to figure out is, is there another way that, that, uh, that he's not going to kill you? Is there a quarterback on this slate that had that that could even come close to him in terms of uh, what his production could be, because quite honestly, on the other sites that we talk about of DraftKings, they have done a really poor job this week of pricing because it made it. Mm-hmm. They have really mm-hmm. neutered a lot of these guys' pricing and doesn't really make it hard to to really play Josh Allen with whoever you want, because you know Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, yes, uh, they are expensive at eight K and eight K apiece, but then if you want to go drop in Gabe Davis, who should be in the six K range at least, is fifty three hundred. And then from there, you have uh, Dawson Knox, who is also cheap at, at his price. And, and so it's, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, it, it doesn't take a lot to be able to get this, this stack in. So this stack is going to be expensive, and it's going to be one that is highly owned because it looks like it's the best game on the slate. But the question is, is where do you get different? And I think the best spot we can look to get different is going to be in this Dallas game because I think Dak Prescott can easily go off. We know we – know, mm-hmm. This isn't the type of, uh, of slate when I look at this, when I see a bunch of teams like like the Chiefs, right, for example, that really spread the ball around. You just never know where it's going to – you have really consolidated target shares between all of these teams, really. Uh, you, you look at the the Bills. It's, it's really – Stephon Diggs is a clear one, and then from there is a big drop-off to Gabe Davis, and then there's a, a you know, uh, Dawson Knox, and then there's a complete chasm down to the bottom with guys like Isaiah McKenzie who might get two or three targets. The Bills uh, – or the, the Cowboys are the same way. You have you have Dalton Schultz, you have Ceedee Lamb, 
And then you have Michael Gallup a little bit, and then there's a big drop off to anybody else that you might have, right? Yes, you have the running backs there that, that are coming to play with Tony Pollard, who has been an absolute ball, a baller, especially over the last three or four weeks. And so I look at the Dallas side, and I think Dak going with Dak Prescott, CeeDee Lamb, and maybe getting a little bit different, you know, fading uh, Stefan Diggs, and maybe going with uh, Gabe Davis, who could pop off for like four 100 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, I, I think, you know, in fading that and going a little bit different, uh, it could be a way to go because we're going to have to try to get leverage somewhere. And there's not a lot of great wide receivers to choose from. Uh, I think there's the guys at the top. And then a lot of these teams have really bad. Like, are you playing a Giants wide receiver? Maybe Darius Slayton? You know, are you excited to play mm-hmm. the other guys? Same thing with the Lions. You have Amon Ross St. Brown. Who the fuck else you want to play? You know, do you want to play, uh, you know, Khalif Raymond? Uh, maybe Josh Reynolds plays, but is any of those guys excite you for anything that could happen? Yes, it's a tournament and it's a three-game slate. So if one of those guys catches a touchdown, you're probably going to be dead. But – like in terms of just obvious plays here, I think it's pretty it's pretty it's pretty obvious. I think just trying to find one little different uh, can make a can make all the difference in the world. What what are your thoughts, D bro? I mean, look, a lot of my exposure is going to go to Josh Allen and Dak Prescott. I I don't really have any interest in Kirk Cousins or Daniel Jones on this slate. Um, with Cousins, I mean. The, the Patriots are top 10 in both pressure and blitz rate. I think Patriots are like second in the league in, in pressure rate. And we know that Kirk Cousins just shits his pants versus pressure. Like, he, it, it's time and time again. He has some of the largest splits in the entire NFL when you pressure him, and that's all New England is going to do. So I really think that, like, the Vikings are going to say, okay, that's fine. Like, what they – I think what their game plan was last week was to use to utilize Dalvin Cook, and they just got blown the hell out. So I, I'm going to have – as crazy as it says, like I don't have a whole lot of interest in a lot of Vikings because I think Kirk Cousins just falls apart. And so yeah. does that Prime lead me to, to, to paying up for like Justin Jefferson? If there's one big fade of this slate for me, it's Justin Jefferson. So <laughs> – um, I'm going to have mostly Josh Allen and Dak Prescott. I think they're the easy, clear guys. But I am going to bring up one guy. Kev's already going to shit on it. I know it's going to happen. But I'm going to have some Mac Jones, okay? And the reason I'm saying this is because the way that you attack freaking Minnesota is through the air. Their run defense before getting shredded by Dallas has been elite, guys. Like, since week five, before they played the Cowboys, they're top five in every damn rushing metric that you look at. So, well, I think, like, I know it's all gross, and we can all clown on Mac Jones. The man had a high completion rate last week. He threw for 9.1 yards per attempt. And, yes, I know his eight out was, was sub five. That's fine, because how you beat the Vikings is not down the field. You beat the Vikings with Yak. They're top 12 in Yak. They can't tackle worth a shit. And so I think Mac Jones, if you're looking at the one guy off the board, that if all these quarterbacks, if Josh Allen doesn't go, and if you look at their game logs, they're not going nuclear like we just talked about. Like Josh Allen's last few games, okay? He's gone since the injury, 12 points, 25 points, 26 points, 19 points. You look at Dak. He's had his last few games since returning from injury. He's at 20 points, 21, 26, 12. If Mac Jones gets you 18 and, hell, even close to sniffing 20, and he's gotten 20 once this season, if he gets to that point, the fact that you save almost 3K by playing Mac Jones 
and what you're able to put around him. Like, you could stack all... We talk about the consolidated passing trees. If you got 20 points from Mac Jones, and you can throw in Diggs, Amon-Ra, CeeDee Lamb, and you're getting the alphas from the other quarterbacks that allow them to access ceilings... I'm sorry, guys. Like, Mac Jones looks like a really damn good GPP play to me. So, the you brought up the 18 points, but he's only scored 18 points one game all year. It's been okay. 10, 9, 12, okay. 1, 18, 13, and 9 for Mac okay. Jones. That's fine. Right? And so, it's just like, it just doesn't feel like there's much much of a ceiling there for him whatsoever. I get what you're saying in terms of the price savings, but in a, with a slate where there's not, like, it's not hard to really build whatever it is you want, I think, with maybe just a, a small concession. Like, is there why you're going to get a lot down? of the same builds, man? Like everybody's going to mm-hmm. be building the same damn so way. My, my one counter argument, Kev, to to your point, uh, is the defenses the Patriots have played have been pretty good, really, honestly. And really then, good. And then the ones that that haven't been good haven't been good against the run. So like they haven't necessarily needed a quarterback. So you got well, at least these are in the games Mac Jones has started. So the Jets twice. Right. Really good defense. Yep. Colts, I would say that's not really good defense. The Bears, the Colts are, the Colts are a run. Bears defense too. is trash. The Bears the, defense yeah. is very, very bad ba- against ba- the Baltimore run, struggles so no against the pass. Yeah, but, but he didn't even play yeah. the entire. Baltimore game. has not been a good pass defense, especially oh, early in and the year. I disagree with that. Especially in the year, yes, yes, and, and which they played him in week three, and, and he scored twenty points. Yeah, eighteen. That was his best. That was his best game. Yeah, which he had twenty. Yeah, twenty-one point nine. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Is is this Minnesota matchup is the, the most similar thing to Baltimore that we've seen this year. Now, granted, yeah, I mean, that was a game they lost 26 to 37. I don't think that the Minnesota Vikings are going to put up 37 points, let alone maybe even seven points. But, um, I mean, so that, that definitely is a concern, you know, that Minnesota can't, can't force the Patriots to, to keep their foot on the gas from a passing perspective. But as far as, right. you know, specific, like match, just pure matchup based. I mean, this Minnesota defense is the most similar to that Baltimore game where he scored 22. So, Since... I mean, I, I don't know that I'm going to play Mac Jones, but I'm, you know, I only play a one, one team most weeks myself. So I'm probably just going to play Josh Allen. But I, I, I mean, I agree with, with what Debra is saying. Like if I was going to pay down a QB, I mean, Mac Jones is just, he's in the best matchup and they're just not going to have, I, I don't, I personally don't think they're going to have success on the ground. So, so b- before before Dallas shredded them since week five, this is what the Vikings have done. They've allowed the sixth fewest rushing yards per game. They're number one in rush EPA per play, and they're number five in explosive run rate. New England is not going to be able to run the damn ball. And you could still, like, it's easy to kind of stack. Uh, No, he didn't. Sorry, my wife is, like, sending me messages. Um, <laughs> she's, like, written something out there. She's, like, did he do this? I'm, like, what the shit? I got to write that. I got to read that. Um, but, no, I mean, looking perfect. at this, like, it's not hard to stack Mac Jones either. You know Ramondre Stevenson's mm-hmm. going to get a 20%-plus target share. You know Jacoby Myers is going to get 10-plus targets. Okay, fine. Then stack him with the two of them. The Vikings are bad versus receiving backs. So, Mondre gets one through the air. He goes for 60 or 70 receiving yards. Cool. Jacoby Myers can absolutely torch Chandon Sullivan's ass in the slot and get another 12 targets. He goes for 100. Like, to me, you're not asking Mac Jones to do a whole lot. If you look at the game logs for these quarterbacks, this is not trying to match Justin Fields in 40. This is not trying to match 30 you're, points. You're pretty this much is betting. To match 20. 
That's you're it. betting you're betting on Dak and and Josh Allen not having big games is what you're yeah, betting on. You're betting that. on them because, having 20 points and because then you're you're getting the the high volume guys like the 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 DeAndre Hopkins on the Cardinals, right? The Cardinals score 10 points, but Hopkins still goes out there and catches you know 10 balls for 100 yep. yards. Like that's what you're getting. Right. Um, and that's what, that's the type of sl- like entire slate outlook you'd be betting on. So, I mean, you definitely would be different, you know, betting on the bills to not put up a 30 burger, right. at least. Well, let me ask Josh you this. Allen's, let me bro. ask you this then. So then why not Daniel Jones? Because at least with Daniel Jones, he provides the, because the Dallas defense is like one of the Dallas best in the defense NFL is going to absolutely swarm his ass. Yeah. Like. So they, I, I think some positives here for for their for mm. them is they're with their offensive line. Obviously, Andrew Thomas has played really well this year. They're getting Evan Neal mm. back. That is going to be a massive upgrade for their offensive line to get him back on the right side. So I think that is going to help. But Daniel Jones still provides something, and like it, we've seen his ceiling. Like he has games this year of thirty-one DK points, twenty-nine. Like we've seen it from him to be able to do this. And last week they were getting blown out for a lot of that game. It really wasn't close. And he still dropped twenty-nine last week uh, in, in that game. And that's with with, with all the pass catchers out. Like like. Daniel Jones like can definitely get there and is going to get is going to pick up yards on the ground. He is top five in the league in terms of rushing, uh, in terms of carries per game, rushing yards per game uh, for quarterbacks. And so I think there's definitely that there where I just don't think Max Jones has a ceiling. Like it's not anything like his ceiling is what twenty one at best if everything goes right. And I mean that that's also expecting that that Bill Belichick's going to come out and just throw the rock the entire time. That's just not what what they typically do. And so yeah. with Daniel Jones. Like I, I think, and while I, I, I obviously like, I think Mac Jones is a thin play, and I'm not saying that Daniel Jones is some elite play. That's not my point. But the counter argument is they're 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 three hundred dollars difference in price, and with Daniel Jones, you know, I like I said, like he offers something more. Like he has a higher floor because of his ability to run the football. Is always going to have a higher floor than a guy like Mac Jones who doesn't bring that to the table. And so Mac Jones can go out and throw for three hundred yards and maybe have maybe have one passing touchdown or none. Because they get down, if it, depending on how it plays out, you get down to the goal line, and then they let Ramondre or Damian Harris punch it in. Like, and those are things that would worry me. Where Daniel Jones, I'm not worried about that. Like, da- Daniel Jones can can help out with in terms of his floor because of his ability to run the football. And so, you know, when I look at yeah, this. Like I, I mean, said, what I mean, are we talking about floors for? Are you playing cash on a three gamer? No, but <laughs> I don't give a shit about his floor. No, but the problem is with Mac Jones' uh, his floor is like five. Like, like so. Like, I'm not playing he, him for his floor. But he doesn't have a ceiling. That's the point. But my point is he doesn't have a ceiling. Like, there's yeah, but no you're talking there. about Daniel Jones' ceiling. He's gone for 29 and 31. What has he done in every other damn game? 18, 9, 14, 12, right. 16, I would, But I 13, would also argue 18, a lot of that is, like, has been game script because they played. I mean, they're a 7-2 team. Well, what do you think the Giants are going to do? They're just going to run the damn ball. Like, they're going to take it out of, like, Daniel Jones' nah, hands. Yeah. I mean, Carson's I think the, the biggest thing is that – Yeah, the biggest thing is that both of these guys are just – avoid for me i mean kev first of all oh, like, i'm not who, who is, this isn't this who is isn't daniel jones throwing the ball to like and he's not like i don't see him going out there and rushing for 200 which is like what he's gonna need in order to like pay off on this on this freaking slate he also has a terrible history against the cowboys like in this division mm-hmm. this dude cannot put up points against this team but d bro i guess my my thing about it just listening to you say that and i don't i don't know the pricing on the other side but let's just i'm hearing these prices i'm just doing the math in my head like if you play Mac Jones and you're saying you're crossing off Justin Jefferson, then like, where is all your salary going? Because I just, I don't know if you can play necessarily like a digs and, and, and 
CD Lamb or whatever. Like if I, it, with Diggs, like why not just go up to Josh Allen and just get all the points yep. there because if I Diggs agree. is popping off. That's how Allen I'm approaching the slate personally. And but, if you're yeah. if you're crossing off Justin Jefferson, like you're playing Mac and you're gonna play him with like a Myers. I don't know what his price is, but like who who are those people that you're you're playing him with? I think you're gonna have a ton of salary left over where you can figure out how to get up on Mac, but still getting those New England pieces you might want. I just oh, want to make it perfectly clear, and then I'll just talk. All I'm going to say is this is not a I'm advocating to play Daniel Jones. I was just simply talking about if I had if I was going to pay all the way down a quarterback, I would rather play Daniel Jones than Mac Jones. That was the only thing that I was saying. I'm not saying that I would that I would want to play Daniel Jones, right. but I really wouldn't want to play Mac Jones either. Yeah, if this was a normal pod, not a three game slate, I would have said let's play Josh Allen, and I'm ready to move on to the running back position. Yeah, <laughs> but, but it's a three gamer. Yeah. So I, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I do. I yeah, I mean, I am curious to hear from you, D. Bro. I I will say like the the thing that is whatever enticing if you do want to talk yourself into a Daniel Jones play is like they could also just involve Saquon so much more. Um, and not to jump ahead to the running back position, but like Saquon in this matchup, like who does Daniel Jones have to throw to? Like they have to figure out ways to get Saquon the ball um, against this team and in this matchup. So if you talk yourself into okay, like I'm gonna play Saquon as this you know, Christian McCaffrey like back and just take Daniel Jones along with him and he gets 250 and hopefully he gets 50 plus rushing and both of those touchdowns go to Saquon. You talk yourself into a story where Dallas is just, you know, got a lead on him. So he has to play from behind. That's the only way I could see myself playing a Daniel Jones, especially on a P- one point PPR site where you get all the equity there at the position. So I just kind of built like a dummy lineup just to see like, what all can you fit around Mac Jones? So if you're playing Mac Jones, I think the you have to play Jacoby Myers. Like that's a, that's a definite. Mm-hmm. But like in this lineup, I got Mac Jones, Dalvin Cook, Pollard, Diggs, Lamb, okay. Schultz. Like, I mean, you could stack it with freaking studs. And we talked about the thing that I want to I want to go back to is we talked about how consolidated these offenses are. You know mm-hmm. that Amon Ra is going to get like a twenty eight percent target share you know that Diggs is going to get a shit ton of targets. You know C.D. Lamb could go nuclear. Like, you could play Mac Jones around basically the main vein for the every one of these offenses and get your exposure to those quarterbacks and their ceilings through the wide receivers and the running backs. Yeah. I, no, I, 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 I hear you. And you didn't mention Diggs in, in that vein. So, yeah, I mean, I, for me, it's like I, I don't see myself playing Diggs on non-Josh Allen lineup. So if if I find a way to, you know, get in on that Buffalo game, just maybe through Gabe Davis or or some other mm-hmm. route, and then I can, you know, position it around some other things. I, I do think it is interesting. I mean, we we have yet to see, you know, what Mac Jones could potentially do and, and these aren't you know guys that we would normally think of pairing them with but nobody like when we talk about a three-game slate like let's just call it spade a spade and, and Kev you can't you know you have to attest to this too because you're the main contrarian piece that thinks about this nobody is going to have three pieces on the Patriots side in that game in the late slate it's nope. just it's just not going to happen and it the, I just the chances is smaller in the fields that you're playing in like the, the fields that Manny is... plays in when it's a thousand or less like nobody's doing that we talked about the leverage. Every, Ramondre Stevenson is going to be massive fucking chalk. Like, that's going to happen. Hmm. So, if you're playing the correlated leverage against the Patriots running, like, the matchups are there for the Patriots to throw. Like, Chandon Sullivan is god-awful. 
83% catch rate, 115 pass rating in the slot. The, the Minnesota Vikings are really bad versus tight ends. And I, I know it's thin, but we're on a freaking th three-gamer, and the Vikings right. are top 10 in catch rate, yards per reception, and touchdowns allowed to tight ends. Like, so if we're talking about getting weird, Mac, I mean, you could double stack him for damn near nothing, and if he goes for two touchdowns and 300, I mean, sign me up, man. Like, that's just, that's a way that I'm going to attack this slate and be different. I think everybody else is going to build for Josh Allen, and everybody's going to build for Dak, and I am too. I'm not saying it's wrong. But if you're looking for another piece to go off of the board, Jared Goff is not it. Jared Goff has not ever had a damn ceiling week since week four. Okay, well, then it's maybe Daniel Jones. It sure as hell is not Kirk Cousins. Okay, well, looking at the matchups, who else is in a matchup that could force them to throw and the secondary is dog water? And if he throws, can have success. And that's Mac Jones. Okay. Everybody's silent. I don't know what to do here. Are you on Kev's, mute? Kev's Kev? talking to himself. Unbelievable. The only thing, the only thing that I would say is this: uh. is that, like, I, I get it that it, with with like this, the, the narrative with Kirk Cousins, right? Of it's prime time, avoid him, don't play him, all this stuff. But like, I've been hearing for the last couple of weeks, and like last week, which is exactly what led me to do what I did. And everybody in the industry was saying the same thing. Everybody loved Donovan Peoples-Jones last week, right? And he wasn't bad. Don't get me wrong. But everybody was I saying, avoid him. Amari Cooper. Because Amari Cooper on the road is bad. And don't play him. Avoid hmm. him. And I was like, and we'd been hearing it for the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Everybody, everybody saying the same thing. Don't play Amari Cooper. You can't play him on the road. You only play him at home. And he went off and smashed last week. He was 3% on. And... It, this feels like a similar situation here with Kirk Cousins. And I get it. Like, it's not great. Christian Darisol being out is a big fucking problem for them because the last two weeks without Christian Darisol, they've allowed a 58% pressure rate and a 51% pressure rate. So it obviously has not been good for uh, for them. But in one of those games, they also played the Bills, and they played pretty well as, as well. Like, it's a really good defense that, that can get after the quarterback as well. And they won that game. And they have Justin Jefferson, the best wide receiver in the league. And I feel like Kirk Cousins is not going to carry any ownership. And I think that could end up being a mistake. We want to talk about a quarterback that has legitimate ceiling with legitimate weapons. It would be Kirk Cousins. And I'm not saying that I think that he's going to be some smash play, but contrarian wise, he feels like the guy because everybody's going to shit on him. Everybody's going yeah. to say the same thing that you don't play Kirk Cousins on prime time. Kirk Cousins, you know, is going to have problems. And all that stuff. And I'm just saying that, like, we've seen him. I, I guess I gets really good. Teams. Like I said, two weeks ago against the Bills, we, you know, when they came back, they won that game. And that was probably one of the harder. I mean, you're talking about on the road in Buffalo. And, you know, they were able to do that. Obviously, when you have the best wide receiver in the league and Justin Jefferson, I mean, he can bail you out. And so fading Justin Jefferson, while m maybe not a bad idea, also could blow up in your face and ruin your entire day. Because that man has the highest ceiling on this slate. And it's not in it uh, of all of them. Hmm. You don't think Diggs can match him and CD Lamb can't match him? They've already done it. I, I, I didn't say they can't, but but I don't think anybody has a higher ceiling than what Justin Jefferson has. Justin Jefferson oh. can go absolutely nuclear. Where Stefan Diggs, Stefan Diggs has been really really consistent this year, really good, right? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. He has he has the one game this year with forty seven point eight. That was all the way back in week two. 
But for the most part, we're looking at a lot of similar uh, similar numbers. Great numbers. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he could definitely he could definitely be the highest scoring wide receiver on the slate, no doubt. But there's not like there's a huge difference between the two of them in terms of pricing. But Justin Jefferson could also you know go for 52. And so to me, fading him I think is a mistake. And the other thing that that I, again just narrative based on this. But how much is this going to affect the Buffalo Bills team? Considering they, considering they had everything they just went through this past weekend with getting to Detroit and doing all the stuff they had to do to get back. Now they go back home and they're going to have to jump on a plane two days later to fly back to Detroit to, to play another game. Are we going to see that affect this offense at all whatsoever or this team at all whatsoever? That is Wait, a is lot of traveling. They left Detroit? I thought they stayed. As far as I know, their plans were to fly home and, and to come oh, home and to come back. Stayed. I thought the plan was for the That would say, be the dumbest shit ever. I, we need to look into that because that would be so stupid. Um, Unless they change it. But, I, that's all they talked about on on, on so, Sunday was that they were, they were the plan was for them to fly back home and then to come back. So, okay. Kev, back, back yeah. to Cousins for a second here. The, my, I, I don't care about, about uh, whatever narratives about him playing on primetime, whatever the hell. What I care <laughs> about is the fact that New England is second in pressure rate. And this is Cousins' numbers versus pressure this year. He's 20th in PFF passing grade. He's 26th in adjusted completion rate. And he's 25th in pressured passer rating. Like, the dude, it's not even a narrative. Like, the dude shits his pants whenever he has a a rusher in his face. Like, I mean, he did it last week. And he's going to do it again. Like, New England is going to rush him. New England is going to blitz him. Like, that's what's going to happen. And... The only other thing I could say, too, is are we also not factoring the fact that Justin Jefferson's dealing with turf toe? I know it's kind of getting shoved under the rug, but he's not 100%. No matter what people want to say, he's not. Yeah, Yeah, I I was going to bring that up, D-Bro, when we got to that wide receiver portion because it's a short week, too. Like, you know, let's call it what it is. And we got that report on Sunday mornings. And he was, you know, he was limited or you know it looked like that he was dealing with that and we know how much of a, a biatch that can be um dealing like, with turf had it, it hurts like a mother dude like yeah. i had it once i'll never want to have it again and just to confirm just to confirm they did fly they, they did go back home the, the, bills, they did? the bills, yeah the bills went back wow yeah they, they did not stay it says that sean mcdermott was sean mcdermott was asked about the consideration staying in detroit through thursday yeah we talked about it I, I i want to get the guys home some quality uh rest and get uh their own beds tonight we fortunately get out of here uh, at a decent time and get there at home and settled. So Detroit yeah, plus nine and a half. Detroit plus nine and a half. Oh, these clowns. I'm just saying, this is just something I, just, I keep thinking about, you know, and the way that this offense, I mean, this offense <laughs> okay. hasn't been as explosive that we've seen lately and stuff like that. And no. like I said, it, it, we could always so, fall out. We look like idiots. We were talking about it. No, 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 uh, no. Hold on to that point though, Kev, to that point, which you just said about the bills. That makes it more of a reason to sit here and go to these other games because basically what you just laid out is the narrative of how this point total fails. How the most popular game on this slate, you just laid out the narrative of how this fails. So if this game fails and everybody is playing everybody in this game, like Diggs and it's Amon Ra and we know the pieces, like there's legit like three or four dudes in this game that are going to be owned a shit ton. If this game doesn't hit that high total and it fails, I mean, dude, it, it, it all, all, all bets are off for taking down GPPs, baby. Well, we're yeah. going to have to get, it happens every year, right? There's this, uh, 
I always remember, I think, was it Adrian Peterson that did it like years back? Yeah. Like where nobody mm-hmm. was on him and he goes out and scores like Do you remember LeGarrette like Blunt going for 120 and three? Yeah. Antonio Gibson? <laughs> yeah. Antonio Gibson. Antonio Gibson versus Dallas. Leverage, leverage off Zeke. Yeah. There, there's 100. percent So I guess whenever these I guess, slates get fucking wild, right. dude. And that's what I'm saying. Right. I'm like, and, and, I got no and maybe I shouldn't push back Jones. as much. I mean, uh, you may be right. Maybe I shouldn't push back as much. Uh, you know, Mac Jones. Right. We only have so many options on the slate. It's not like this is a main slate where you can go to all these different plays on a, on a three game slate. Wild shit's gonna happen, right? It's like mm-hmm. showdown, right? I mean, yep. talking about playing, you play yeah. showdown. It's the same shit, right? You have this random one-off uh, tight end that you didn't play, mm-hmm. and, and now you're you're not winning anything. The guy was 0.1% owned, and you know the guy at the top's taking it all down because he he played this this jack off. Or I mean, or, if you if you told me the 49ers are going to beat the Cardinals 38 to 10, Christian McCaffrey and Elijah <laughs> Mitchell are scoring four or five touchdowns, right? Yeah. No, it's Jimmy G right. through for what 300 plus and four scores, like what four scores? Yeah, it's it's I mean, yep. and so I can, fo- yeah. football like matchups can dictate things, and football gets weird and. Again, it's it's not a it's not anything. At least for me, it's I don't think if I were to yeah. play Mac Jones, it's not I don't I don't think Mac Jones is going to crush. It would be a bet no. on you it's know a bet, the Bills. It's a bet the on Bills don't smash. Failing, Dak Prescott doesn't smash. The Dallas points come from Zeke and Pollard, and, which is exactly what's been happening with them. Yeah, is that, that and so, Pollard and it's yeah. been Zeke just racking. Well, not even Zeke. I mean Zeke was last week, but Pollard has been absolutely crushing. And scoring all yep. the touchdowns the last uh, yeah, yeah three or so four weeks for that. I mean there are I mean there is a path that this is just a really low scoring slate across the board for, yep. for all teams and like I said once once you get to that point of teams aren't scoring touchdowns volume becomes king and reception receptions start to matter yards start to matter more than the touchdowns do um, because there's not as many touchdowns to go around and sure the touchdowns do matter but if a guy catches one one pass for six yards and he's got the only touchdown of the game I mean he's not going to be optimal guy that you know catches seven balls so, for for 95 yards he's he's optimal so it's just it's just more of you know if you think the slate is going to play out really low scoring across the board from a touchdown perspective just jamming the the high volume studs like debro was talking about the cd lambs the Damon Ra's that are don't necessarily need touchdowns to get you there and you know pay down a quarterback so here's the other thing i'll bring up and then we could we, we need to move over to running back we're probably about an hour in on just one quarterbacks but <laughs> the other thing about this is that you've got large spreads between Buffalo and the Giants, and it's a low total for the Dallas game. So the, the implied team total for the Giants is dog shit. Right. That Patriots and Vikings game is really, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a two, two and a half point spread, you know? So all you're saying is, okay, fine. It stays close and it goes over the total. So, because I mean, Vegas is telling us, Okay, Detroit's probably not going to put up a ton of points. The Giants are going to put up damn near no points. So who's going to put up points on the slate? Okay, it's Buffalo, and it's what Dallas. is the what's the Bills' defensive injury situation? Uh, you know, Russo was out last week. Russo was out last week, and Tremaine Javius White out. back. He no, is Trey, not. Trey he, was out. I I doubt he plays on the on the short week because I don't even think he's practiced yet. Like they activated him. But they have been very insistent of like he was not even close to playing last week or the week before. I I doubt we see him because yeah, I mean cousins cousins shredded them on the road. Jacoby Brissett just put up a career game against them. It's like yep. I don't know. Maybe maybe we're discounting maybe we're discounting Golf. the the Detroit side and and Kev, mm-hmm. I, I, you and I talk about this literally every single week. The, one of the That's first fair. things we look at is are the Lions at home? If they're at home, we know Golf is going to have 
way more production than he does on the road because he turns into a bumpkin on the road uh, for whatever dude, reason. That is a good I don't know. Point, I don't know what the reason is. It's I, in some, you know, there was like articles that came out when he was in, in LA that, you know, McVeigh would stay in his ear till the 15 second mark while yeah. he's at home. But you know, on the road, you can't do that because of the crowd noise. So it's like, I don't know. I, I mean, it's all hypotheticals, right? Like, we, we obviously don't know. But there is something there with Jared Goff home road splits, and that alludes to why the, all these Lion home games break the slate every week. And so it's like, okay, well, I mean, yeah. should we be considering Jared Goff at, at that price that he's got? Because we know we, we know where the ball is going to go on that side too, right? So, um, I, I I mean, and DeAndre Swift is free, which is a it can be a good segue into running backs as well. I mean – if he if he if, if this is a big if wax poetic man, d wax poetic it's a, d. it's a big if but if he were to see any spike in usage i mean he could he could crush buffalo so i just Dude, think, also I, would, I think nobody's gonna play the, the detroit side but if that's you know that's the highest total game of the week and we just saw what cleveland did last week it's like why not why not have interest in in loading up detroit guys with buffalo instead of let's, just let's playing amon Ra. Let's talk about this this running back situation too. Like, like that's just a perfect segue. I'm glad you brought that up, Maddie, because like this this D Swift thing is absolutely out of control. And D, I know you've been waxing poetic on Twitter. Absolutely love it. Um, over it's DeAndre crazy, Swift, man. like, and this is this is the type of shit that like angers people. Like, this is how people are going to be breaking their TVs on Thanksgiving <laughs> because he's the type of dude who could come in and just burn lineups, like straight up just flamethrower them. He's so cheap. Nobody wants to play him. It's a short week. How can he possibly get any run on this week, like on, on a four-game slate? And all these reports have been coming out Sunday morning. They now have been coming out, you know, even today, yesterday, about how he's good and he's practicing in full. And everybody's going to look at it and say, Jamal Williams is the guy. Like, there's no way D. Swift can do this. And this guy will just go out there and just obliterate lineups. And he is free this week. Like he's and the a thing with him is hundred dollar price tag on FanDuel, and nobody is gonna play yep. him at all. And he just needs a slight increase in touches. Like he is, he is just oh. like Aaron Jones. He's just like Tony Pollard. Like these are like the most right. explosive guys in the NFL. You give him twelve to fifteen touches at his price tag, I'm I'm cool with that. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's all I'm asking for. But like these four carries, six carries, three targets, like that 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 has to go up. And it's it's like you're saying, Ryan, getting ahead of that curve, like. If DeAndre Swift, if his workload goes up at all, I mean, he right. is arguably the most one of the most talented players on this slate, and he's free. So, I yeah. I want nothing, and I'll throw this out. I want nothing to do with DeAndre Swift. I I'm just, I'm I, not. I'm DeAndre not, Swift scores twenty confirmed. So I don't, I don't think <laughs> that's what happened. No, no, dude, I'm just telling you. Here's the thing. I don't believe right. a damn thing that comes out of Detroit's mouth as far as their injuries. They're full of shit. They've done this to people the last two years. It's not even just this year, guys. Like, what did we hear multiple times last year? It was DeAndre Swift is practicing in full, and then he goes out and he plays 10 snaps. We saw it all last season, and now we're seeing the repeat. And it's not even just the DeAndre Swift stuff. Did y'all notice what they did with Joshua Reynolds? They they love playing with with, with the damn injury reports. Reynolds last week was limited – and then he had DMPs sandwiched around that. This dude has not played since like freaking week eight. And they listed him as questionable. I'm like, there ain't no way in hell he's playing. And they then they the ruled it out They're doing the same thing this week. Yeah. They, this right. team loves playing with the damn injury report. I don't think that DeAndre Swift is anywhere close to healthy. Like, 
and it's not just wait just till like, Jameson Williams gets back. Then it's, it's going to be really fun. So here's the thing. It's not even just that, like their, their snap counts. If you look at Swift's metrics, it, it paints a perfect picture that he's not close to healthy since week eight. There's 54 running backs that have gotten at least 15 uh, rushing attempts. DeAndre Swift, he ranks 54th in yards after contact per attempt. He's 48th in PFF elusive rating. And the dude has only, only forced two missed tackles since week eight. Like, we're talking about a guy that is like his, hit the entire narrative around Swift is he's so efficient. He's so efficient. None of that is efficient. Like, I don't think that dude is anywhere close to healthy. And he came out last week and said, he's still dealing with stuff. There's a quote out there that said, he's like, I'm gutting through, I'm playing through stuff. So nah, man, like I, I get it. And I totally understand like the angle. Um, but who, who but you, okay. I, so who are you playing a running back then? Cause I mean, do you have interest in, uh, Barkley in a game that they could be trailing and Ramondre and I just go eating the chalk and going Ramondre and, uh, Tony Pollard. Yeah. Cause like, I mean, I can, um, I can create red flags for all these guys. I mean, Barkley got for whatever reason, got completely scripted out of the game last week against okay. Detroit. Uh, Dalvin cook is facing arguably one of the best run defenses in the NFL. And I'm going to play a lot of Dalvin. That's Ramondre has to get there through the passing mm-hmm. game, which he can. Uh, Jamal Williams is completely touchdown dependent, and you, Swift would be leverage off of that. Ezekiel Elliott, I mean, yeah. he's one of the most inefficient running backs in the NFL. Singletary, I mean, he gets 10 to 12 carries a, a week. And it's like, I can go down this list and, and make red flags for everybody. So it's like, yeah, you can. But I mean, the red flag that I think is the most realistic and real based off of what numbers are saying and the coaching staff is full of shit is DeAndre Swift. Like, yeah. I can poke holes into all these running backs, but yes, the way that I'm going to be different is everybody's going to play Barkley. Everybody's going to play Tony Pollard. Everybody's going to play Ramondre Stevenson. I'm going to play one massive shit ton of Dalvin Cook. I He is one of the most efficient rushers in the NFL. Dude is like top 12 in damn near everything you look at. And he hasn't had a monster game. Tell me how many times we see this, guys, where... The guy that nobody wants to play. Maddie, you told me this. What, what was it? A few years ago, we were playing an island slate. And you said, Aaron Jones. you said, play Aaron Jones. I don't freaking care. I know they're good. And Aaron Jones went out and broke the damn yeah, pretty sure slate. Pl- pretty sure I was against the Eagles. Yes. A couple years ago when they were like no, one of the was, best uh, run defenses. No, it was Panthers. It was Carolina. It was somebody. And yeah. I'm playing a shit ton of Dalvin, dude. He ran really good. They got blown out last week. I'm thinking that the, that the Patriots and Vikings game is going to be like the spread is close. They're not going to blow them out. And we just talked about Kirk Cousins is terrible versus pressure. Justin Jefferson is not a hundred percent. You're going, you're playing at home. And we have one of the few, like outside of Dallas, the Vikings are the team that runs a lot and they're at home. I'm going to play right. a crap ton of Dalvin cook. And, and they're going to have to – the Patriots are going to commit to, you know, making sure that Justin Jefferson doesn't get loose. I mean, whether he has turf toe or not, like Belichick is not letting that dude go anywhere think, over the top against him. So Two two other things. Do you all think Dalvin gets squeezed because everybody's going to play Barkley, Pollard, Ramondre, and people will even go to, like, I think Jamal Williams or Devin Singletary? I don't think everybody's going to play Barkley. I think Barkley's going to come in lower on than what you're expecting. I think I think Pollard Ramondre is going to be yes. the chalky. I, yeah, but what, what I'm I saying think. is, you think yeah. da- Dalvin's not? Gonna Dalvin be and Barkley are going to be low because yeah. it's going to it's going to be Diggs, yeah. 
Diggs, Lamb, uh, Ramondre, and Pollard. Those are going to yeah. be the, the four highest. And so players. the way you flip the yeah. slate is you wedge in Barkley and Dalvin. Is that what we're saying? I wouldn't necessarily one of the ways? both of them, but yeah, you can definitely or, play or one if of you're them paying up because we've seen this a lot of different slates too. People will pay up right. for Barkley and then they pair him with a cheap running back. Like I could see Barkley and Devin Singletary being a popular build. Okay, well, fine. I'm gonna play one of these other dudes, or I'm gonna play Dalvin and Pollard. You know, like I'm just gonna play a crap ton of Dalvin, dude. Like I think that he is how the Vikings are gonna sit here and build their game plan around considering all the factors that when you face new England and the one last thing I'll bring up about Dalvin, how many times have we seen year after year after year, Belichick will say, you can run on us. I don't give a shit if you run on us, that's fine, but you're not going to pass on us. We've seen mm -hmm. that. Like there's been multiple seasons of like the entire Patriots defensive mindset is you can run on us. Doesn't matter. We're just you're not going to break a pass on us. My, my only counter argument is he might want Kirk Cousins to pass on him this week. Yeah. <laughs> he might yeah, say, I mean, you're, "You're not going to pass on us." I mean, you're not going to run on us, but you could pass. Can, on can us. I ask a question though? With with this New England defense, mm -hmm. honestly, it's an honest, honest answer question. What offense have they played this year? Like honestly, no, like no, I know we weird. talk about how great yeah. they are, but like they yeah. again, we, we go to the counter argument of you talk about the defense they face. They faced the Jets twice. We can agree that the Jets offense is fucking terrible. And then they played the Colts, right? Which terrible, right? That was and I believe that was with Ellinger at quarterback. And then from there, they played Chicago, which um, you know, I think that might have been right at the start of Justin Fields starting to take off. Then you got Cleveland, mm -hmm. Detroit, mm -hmm. Green Bay. Baltimore, who they got, who, who they got crushed, and then you got at Pittsburgh and at Miami, right? Uh, Miami, they lost twenty to seven, and then Pittsburgh, you know, their defense is terrible. They lost that game, hmm. but like we haven't seen this. Like we talk about how great this defense is, right? But like, I don't fucking know that answer to be true because they haven't played anybody. They have not played like yeah. really any good offense, and especially in a really long time. That's a good point. Yeah, I mean. I mean, looking at who all they've played all season long, I I can't I can't push back. What did uh, what Chubb do against them? That's probably he your best. That's, that's probably your best baseline for <laughs> for rushing defense at least. Because I mean, the Browns Chubb's been really good all year, so it's like if a, well, if a good gonna, running back. I was going to say I'll see your Chubb and I'll go. The Green Bay Packers ran ran all over them, dude. Yeah, they, Aaron, the, pa Aaron, the Packers yeah. and the Ravens scored. A ton Aaron of Jones ran for a hundred and ten. AJ Dillon had 73. Like, um, yeah, what did AJ the Lions, hasn't done shit all year. <laughs> what did the What did the Lions do? Eh, I mean, they were fine. Jamal Williams is never that was without efficient. Swift so being healthy. Yeah, and the only other one would be Baltimore. What did Baltimore do? That's the, the, the Bears ran all over him. The Bears, the Bears absolutely ran all over him. Like Khalil Herbert, 12 for 62. David Montgomery, five, uh, 15 for 62. Like. Yeah. What was what was Baltimore's path to success? I can't remember. Um, I'm pulling it up right now. Um, Why are you doing that? I just want to say really quickly. TN, appreciate you as always. Hundred dollar super chat. Appreciate you, my guy. Happy, Happy Thanksgiving day, to you. Hope you are yeah. doing well, sir. Happy Thanksgiving. You are the man. Oh, every, uh, he does it every week, and uh, I I really don't ever know what to say because it's uh it's you know it it is a lot, and we appreciate it. Uh, truly do uh, for the support that you give. So truly appreciate you, TN. Hopefully, uh, you know, we'll be live again tomorrow night. Uh, come through again, you know, not with this, but, you know, with any questions you may have for your for your team this week. And hopefully, 
we get some dubs this week because we got football this week. So um, even though this Thanksgiving slate, because I'm really looking forward to this Christmas slate. We're not going to get into that, but uh, this Thanksgiving slate <laughs> is. Can we please yeah. get through this one first? Yeah. yeah, yeah we're we're at the 51 minute one, mark and we haven't even made it through running back yet. One. Um, I don't even think so we've Bal- talked about running backs yet. Baltimore, Lamar Jackson went for uh, 107, but we're going to say that doesn't count. Justice Hill, uh, six carries for 60. He busted off a 34-yard run, but even you take that away, he was running – he ran five times for 26. So Yeah, so I mean, I, I guess it kind of goes back to – I mean, at least for me, it seems to go back to what New England's approach on defense has been versus the Browns. They probably said, let's stop the run and make we'll Brissett stop the run beat and us. Make yep. beat us. All the other teams, mm-hmm. it sounds like, you know, Green Bay, we are not going to let Aaron Rodgers beat us, but, you know, if they want to – we want to – we're in Green Bay, so if we want to, you know, play the, the control the clock game, let's do that. And both teams are just going to run the ball. Um, so Michael yeah, Carter I mean, a good game it's, too. Um, I guess Michael... just figuring out what you think Belichick is going to kind of install this week is uh, probably the the key to success for Dallin. The the first game yeah. that the Jets played against him, I want to say Carter had a good game too. Uh, no, where is it at? Or maybe it's the second game. Um, I think a good leverage on that game too would be, you know, saying that you're playing New England D and playing Dalvin, like, cause who's doing that? Like nobody, but like, if the only way to success is Dalvin touching the football, but everybody will want to play New England, just to have exposure to that game. Cause let's be honest, like people can't help themselves They're yep. They look at the slate and they're going to be like, Oh, it's the late game. I have to have a piece just so I can see that PMR remaining, but like playing Dalvin and the New England D like, I, I just don't really see people talking themselves into that. So that could be great leverage um, because they, yeah, they can give up a ton of yards between the twenties, but they have a pretty good red zone defense. Like maybe Dalvin gets one, but you know, that's enough on this slate where we're looking at the running backs and being like, yeah, you had to have Dalvin because he's just getting there from an optimal approach. But um, new England's also making life horrible for Kirk cousins. They get, a handful of sacks they get you know uh, maybe another return or an interception return um that it, that is interesting yeah I, I, it's always hard for people to pull the trigger on dalvin so i am with Debro. like he's going to be way lower owned than some of these other guys that we're talking about um just where the pricing he was um, he was freaking one percent last week he was one percent and i think the week before that when i played him against buffalo he was four percent like Yep. Nobody wants to play Dalvin Cook this year, and I'm just going to play all the Dalvin Cook. What's the pricing discrepancy on them too, Debro? Uh, Dalvin oh, between 70. him and Stevenson. Sorry, uh, a thousand. thousand. Yeah, Dalvin seventy four hundred, okay. so, yeah. and and Mondre's at sixty four hundred. Yeah, so people will probably talk themselves into using well, that thousand somewhere else. And even looking at um, like flex pricing. Tell me this. Uh, you, you even looking at like getting him into the flex for the late game. Barkley's at AK Dalvin's at 74. He's wedged right next to CD lamb. Everybody's going to play CD lamb over him. Yeah. I like that. Um, before we move on to wide receiver too, I just wanted to go back to the Detroit situation. Uh, I don't know if we talked about him, but Justin Jackson, like the revival of this dude and how he's been involved, like that could be another situation. I mean, Maddie, I'm with you. Like if that if he wasn't there, like I would probably talk myself into playing like a, an absurd amount of DeAndre Swift just because of that, just because of the narrative around Jamal Williams. But like Justin Jackson, you know, him being involved, I think is another caveat. And maybe he's a piece that 
maybe he's a piece that becomes popular because people want to play that cheap running back as Debro was talking about what can be optimal with paying up for a running back. Um, so that's just another interesting way to that that will make me hard to buy into anybody in the Detroit backfield. But if you know, if I was looking I at like a piece Justin in Jackson twenty teams, because he's actually he's actually really damn good. Like he's he's re- every time he gets opportunities, yeah. as long as he's healthy, he's really freaking good. Yeah, well, I think that, that actually to Chargers. me though, I think that that yeah. hurts. That would hurt Jamal Williams more than it hurts DeAndre Swift, right? Like I get it, I, and, I, and, all, and all the narratives there about about DeAndre Swift, but. If you look at some of the games, especially when they were really trailing, um, he did see a decent amount of targets. You had the game against Miami where they were trailing. He saw five targets in that game. He's going 14.3. Like, I get it. He's not seeing a lot of carries. But I could really give a shit if, how many carries he gets. If, if I agree with Kev. If seven targets at $5,600, like, sign me up for DeAndre Swift. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think they've had – since that Miami game, they haven't had a trailing script. They've been in every single game. Like, the last game – where Jackson had a you know a ton of usage last week against the Giants, the Lions blew them out. So the yeah. Lions really just wanted to run the ball over and over and over again, and that's not a spot you want to just turn around and hand DeAndre Swift carries. So I I, I right. agree with Kev. I think if this turns into a spot where Detroit's down by two scores, that tilts in Swift's favor more than than anything. Um, yeah. I think All you right. would. Need, I think you would need to see the Lions playing from in front for for Jackson and, and Jamal. So going with the uh, with Kev, like going back to this real fast. Is there any way that we could see Detroit winning this game? Like if Buffalo is off, they yeah because like, they they look really bad. It's they a looked, Thursday game and it's the NFL. They looked and really bad traveling. versus the Browns, and they should have like crushed them. They're going right. to be traveling again. I would hundred percent think they can because Detroit I mean, also really has it. Who's going to solve the clock away then? Then then Justin Jackson could get ten to fifteen carries if they were actually up in this game playing that narrative. Because yeah, that's an another way spot. where you get contrarian as hell is you pair you pair Justin Jackson with the Detroit defense. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash i'm downloading the upside app now download the free upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas use promo code car for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank you can cash out anytime right to your bank account paypal or a gift card for amazon and other brands just download the free upside app and use promo code car for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank that's code car Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. 
the meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Because the I mean, way they get there is they're though, beating the Bills. Really outside of the, the week set, week five and seven game, right? That New England game where they lost 20, 29 to nothing. And then uh, Dallas, uh, 24 to six. Both of those were on the road, I might add. Uh, but other mm-hmm. than that, they have been in every game they played this year. Like they have God, not. I gotta pull. I gotta pull it up now. I gotta sit here and see. Like, so what... at home, Philly game. Do you have it pulled up, Kev? Yeah, like, I, I pulled up. So against Philly, oh, it was yes. thirty-five to thirty-eight. Uh, next week against Washington was thirty-six to twenty-seven, and then Seattle was forty-five to forty-eight. In that game, <laughs> you had to have that that game to, to win. And that was also. Let, let me that remind you. That was the week the Lions were missing everybody. And they yeah, still yep. scored 45 points. For whatever reason, Detroit just scores they points at home. I don't home, know why. I don't and know then why, Miami, yeah. you Some had 27 like to 31. That's where they had a 21-point lead, I think, at, at that point. And then they came back. Miami yeah. did. The only game that didn't go off was the Green Bay game. It was 15 to 9. When it was just a kind and of a because, gross game. And because Green Bay plays slow as shit. Like, they're bottom three in pace. Yeah. So Buffalo's, yeah, not, Buffalo's gonna Bay push either. their play volume too. We gotta throw that in there. Buffalo's gonna push the play volume. And Buffalo's defense has so many injuries. Like they've looked but, so but bad. Detroit, the last but Detroit has weeks. kept it close uh with everybody. Outside yeah. of those two games. I honestly I think maybe the biggest way to get an edge on the, on this slate is you know, oh, damn it. I'm gonna play some like, golf. Just oh, playing playing a, multiple Detroit guys. Like yep. a lot of mm-hmm. people are just yep. gonna have one. You're automatically different if you have two plus. So do we just transition uh, to wide receivers right now and I ask uh, Maddie how much Khalif Raymond is going to play then? <laughs> let, let, let's, let, let me just do this really quickly then. Uh, we, we know the talk is going to be Stevenson and Pollard. We, know, we already know that. Yes. This, yes. Each, each of you give me, whether it's the same person or not, just one play that, that, that's probably going to be a little more low on that, that you guys are going to play. Swift. Dalvin. Yeah, yeah I'm, probably, I'm probably playing Swift as well. I agree. I think it's Swift too. Okay, but I do like the Dalvin. I call. do like I Dalvin. I do like yeah. Dalvin. Yeah, no, I like that call. And I going through. Honestly, I, I honestly might might play Swift and and Dalvin. Like if we're being straight up, like I listen. Ooh, that's Pollard, good. I like Pollard. If you're gonna own, play Swift, you could talk me into that. Yeah, Pollard's own person. Like, and I love the dude. Like he's been amazing. Like he's de- he deserves his flowers. Like all this stuff has been made incredible. This dude is going to be. 65 percent owned on a thanksgiving oh, shit. Slate. i think you push him in small field stuff i yeah. think you push his ass to like above 70 push him to, to push him to 80 i mean yeah, honestly he, he's like, gonna the, be like people are gonna lock him lock him yeah like it's it's not goal. even all yeah, not even he, i mean he is conclusion. he is ridiculous but i mean all, all it takes is for him to be inefficient for one game 
Or not even like, inefficient. He just, or just doesn't don't find the end zone. Yeah. yeah. Or, like, or, I mean, or it gets so, to the goal line. Zeke. If Zeke. No. Gets if you're playing leverage, do you play Zeke a lot then? I mean, it's it's, it's gross as shit. I'm not saying that it's not right. gross. But Zeke. Zeke very well could be the Adrian Peterson of this slate that we all Zeke look back on. No one played. And then everybody would, thought it was gross. Zeke can fall or, in the end zone twice. Yeah. Or, Zeke could be the Jamal Williams of last week. He could get six rushing yards and three freaking touchdowns. You actually can yeah. run on the Giants, but you can. You can run on the Giants yeah. a shit ton. The, the like, biggest question is how how healthy is Zeke and how much workload do they want to give him? That's that's my only concern. But I mean, I mean he's he, gonna he's gonna get one yard carries at the goal line. Whatever Jerry Jones says. Whatever Jerry Jones says. I mean, but you could see it from the moment. I stacked that game up last week. You could see it from the first drive. They were like. We're going to play Zeke, baby. Like, they got into the red zone, and they're like, here, go to Zeke. 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 And that's what they do. Like, that's legit. Like Pollard got stopped twice on the goal line carry, and then they were like, yeah, Zeke, go ahead and get yours. And then they gave it to him Anybody could have scored that. Like, he just fell into it. Like, I mean, but that's that's legit. It's just trying to pay off on. what they do. I mean. Yeah. I think that's, the I think crazy that's not leverage, insane, man. Like Zeke could legit just be Jamal Williams of last week. Same damn defense, right. fall in the end zone three times, and we all hate the man. Yeah, I think the only or, way that I play Pollard is they get down to the, with him. And I was gonna Zeke. say, or they get or they get down to the goal line and play action pass, and then it's Dalton Schultz two or three times. Or Dak runs him in. Yeah, or, or Dak, Dak runs, runs him in. in. Yeah. Sorry, um, Ryan, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, it's it's good. I, I mean, I just have to find like I, you know, we talk about taking stands all the time, and it's like the biggest mm-hmm. thing that I'm gonna have to do to take a stand this week is probably not playing Stefan Diggs uh, on teams that don't have Josh Allen on them, and play Pollard. Like find ways with leverage if you're playing. Like I'm only playing Pollard probably with Zeke, and I'm just gonna say, can I get all the points through this backfield if I'm not playing Dak Prescott or I'm fading Pollard. Like those, those are probably like my only two options, and I'm just willing to to be able to ride with that because in sixty percent, I mean that this was what we were talking about with Antonio Gibson. You know, the year that everybody wanted to play Zeke, Zeke was eighty percent owned, mm-hmm. and nobody yeah. wanted to play the running back on the other side just to be able to talk. And then Gibson ways into slate. I think he was what, like 30 percent, something like that. Yeah. And, and it's like one, you know, you make one or two or three moves like that. And we don't even need to talk about the Mac Jones or the Daniel Jones mm-hmm. of the world. It's like we can just figure out the pieces to the puzzle of just saying if we do these two things, like that's 80 percent of the field that we don't even we're not even worried about because we're so different from them. And then it's just doing late swap and figuring that out and making those correlations through through. So. Yeah, I think those are the two things for me. I do like uh, playing both of the Dallas backs if I'm going to play Pollard. I'm going to throw one more out there um, just because I, 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 I think he's he's MME viable or like if you're looking for the leverage. Do y'all have any interest in playing James Cook? <laughs> yeah, he was I mean, in my like, first lineup I built, but I, I, I mean, can't I'm pull just throwing the it out there. Like the dude, he, he, he's looked really efficient every single time they've given him the ball. He's forty four hundred, like, I, I mean, I know. I mean, he was. I mean, they 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 beat the Browns last week, but it wasn't like a complete. No, he was. He wasn't playing just in garbage time. No, he was playing throughout the whole game. Yeah, Lee had eleven carries, two targets, eighty six yards, and he played just under thirty percent of the snaps. uh, You want to talk about like like Singletary is going to be chalky. Diggs is going to be chalky. Allen Singletary is going to be chalky. Mm Hmm. 
Everybody loves, dude. Everybody loves. He'll Twilight he'll Singletary. be. Everybody he'll be popular. I don't know about chalk. Yeah, but yeah, yeah he'll he'll I be popular. He'll get he's ownership, carry some ownership for sure. All right, we'll put it this way: percent. if people go down, are they going to play Zeke or are they going to play Singletary? Y'all know everybody's going to click on Singletary right. before they click. Oh, on absolutely. See, no, yeah. right, but, I mean, I think Pollard though. Pollard and Stevenson are are. I think is where everybody's going to go, and they're sixty six hundred and sixty four hundred. It is not hard to yep. get you know, both those guys in. Nope. Yeah. Nope. It's not. Well, it's, it, a lot of people are going to look at three running backs in that perspective too, of just trying to get Singletary. Like, oh, if I don't play Allen, I have to have Singletary because this team is implied for thirty-two points, and yeah. I want to have exposure to this well, offense. Yeah, and, um, and so also, if you start your team with Allen, Singletary, Pollard, you now have one player from all three games, and that's something you know you you feel semi good about just from a start, like from a building a lineup standpoint. It's like, okay, well, I've got. I'm not going to be burned because you're right. Cause I have exposure to all three games and it's like, I don't know. Sometimes I think you need to take stands and, you know, go all in on one, one of these games. And yep. uh, I think Ryan, Ryan, what was it a couple years ago? We went in on the, just the lions and uh, was it lions and Vikings or something, but it's like just going all in. Oh, on these spots. I remember that. That was the Marvin was Stafford Jones week. Stafford, Marvin, Marvin Jones, Jones yeah, we're, like made Marvin Xavier Jones. Rhodes' daddy. Yeah, we, yep. we and because we were all in yep. on that, you know, maybe the game didn't yep. go absolutely nuclear, but we had the Marvin Jones piece in our teams, and it's like you know he yeah. he wasn't high owned, and we had that, so it's like you can still you know you can still have a good week, and you know not necessarily take down tournaments if you've got you know the pieces, right. and, and this is what I, I was kind of telling Derek last about my my team I played last week and in, in my, my King of the Beach team is like. I played uh, Josh Allen with all three of Diggs, Knox, and Gabe Davis together, and I might do that again yeah. this week because why play on a on like a, a slate where you know there's not many ceiling spots? Why try to pick and choose which guy is going to go for forty points when just play all right. of them? And you know, like even if Davis goes for thirty-five to forty, Knox and Diggs can still get me fifteen to twenty if if Allen is absolutely smashing. So it's like you know, you're automatically different because you're just loading up that one team and you're going to have the exposure to the guy that breaks the slate. And so, I don't know, it's just yep. an interesting way to, to, to think about it and to, to be a little different. So that's no, how those, me those mega Pollard. stacks are huge. Those yeah, mega that's, stacks that's, are huge. That's how I think you play Tony Pollard. I think you play Dak, Tony Pollard, CD Lamb, and Schultz, and you load up on the freaking Cowboys and say they go for 40 again and absolutely crush. And you wedge in the Cowboys defense and you just say, look, they just rail the Giants like forty to three. It's viable. I love it. All right, and full fade the Giants. So, well, so at wide, but it's so then at wide receiver it becomes, you know, I, I don't think there's a lot of like a ton of guys just to get completely different on. Like I think there's some options, but because up top, you know, I think you know Jefferson. I think Diggs is probably going to be the most popular uh, of the top three guys that you have there. Then C.D. Lamb is probably going to come in. I wonder, but then I think Amon Ross St. Brown's probably going to be popular because if you're going to do a run back option in that game, who are you going to go with? You know, I mean, are you going to go with Cleef Raymond or something? It's going to be Amon Ross St. Brown. Like he's got to be the guy that everybody's going to jam in, and rightfully so because he's going to have a good matchup. He's going to see Teron Johnson the most. Yeah. Teron Johnson has been really bad this year uh, oh, so he's far. He's allowed 103.3 so passer rating on the year, uh, four four touchdowns. He's allowed, I mean, 442 uh, yards. I mean, he's just been really bad. Um, so far, so like that's who's Amarase Brown's going to see the most of. Great, great matchup, and he's cheaper. You know, he's sixty six hundred dollars, right? He's normally uh, more expensive than that, and Too so cheap. you know, I think everybody's going to jam that in as kind of their their run back option. You're going to play Diggs, you're going to play Josh Allen, and then you know, I, I think from there, you know, whether it's tight end, whatever. But you know, 
I think, you know, it's going to be harder, though, this week to try to really find because, like we talked about, there's there's these offenses are so consolidated who they throw the ball to. And so it's going to take just one of these guys that's going to randomly pop off for a touchdown. You know, even if it's a 40-yard touchdown, you might have one reception, 40 yards, and a score, and he's going to be in the optimal lineup uh, and nobody's going to play him. Um, but is there anybody for you guys that, that aren't the top guys? Because, you know, obviously we don't have to go over Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs, CeeDee Lamb. You know, those guys, you know, they are who they are. We know that those guys are going to be carrying, you know, 20, 28 to 30-plus percent, or not ownership, mm-hmm. but target shares. But these other guys, like Darius Slayton, like Jacoby Myers, even guys like Adam Thielen or Michael Gallup, you know, these guys that, that are going to be a little bit more off the board, who are those guys that stand out to you guys? Because I don't think we need to talk about the top guys. No. I'm going to play all the fucking Jacoby Myers. All yeah, my, my hot all. take is one of one of the cheap – one of the cheap Patriots or one of the cheap Lions receivers will be on the optimal this week. Dude, Jacoby Whether Myers, his game. Devontae Parker or Aguilar or Raymond. One of the, well, I think one of those Kend- three. Kendrick Bourne. Kend- Kendrick Bourne's interesting. I know he only saw one target last week, but I know his snap share. His snap shares. Yeah. Yeah. I think Park, I mean, he, Parker just came back last week, his first, first return to action from injury. So, and they, I know right. it's, it's a short he's week. He's questionable but... as always. But the he's like, he's got a week ran... earlier this ahead, year sorry. where he saw two over 200 air yards in a game. So it's like, right. that was, that was the Baltimore game that, w- that we alluded to, you know, for, it has the similar style matchup uh, for, yeah. for Mac Jones. So it's like, I mean, on DK, I don't know what his price is on FanDuel, Ryan, but I mean, Parker's a touchdown guy. Like it's a, that fits oh, yeah. well into the, to the FanDuel scoring, but it's like, I mean, he's 3,900 on DK. And so, you know, he's down there in pretty much the free range. Um, right. But I mean, we talked about we talked about how the Lions are going to have to throw to stay up with Buffalo, and we think they can. And we talked about how the Patriots are in a pass funnel against Minnesota, and both of both of those offenses, outside of their number one guys, Amon Ra and Jacoby Myers, have very cheap, affordable pieces. I, I dude, it, it just I I don't understand. Like we could talk about all the clown pricing from DK. The fact that Jacoby Myers is a dude that gets a 30% target share and he's legit got three games with eight or more targets. He's got two games with 13 targets this year and he is priced where he is, is just insane. Like he feels like cheaper Amon Ross St. Brown to me. Yeah. And he has a, the game they won 29 to zero. He had eight targets, seven catches, 111 yards and a touchdown. He can go for, he, he legit. His highest scoring game of the year was in a 29 to zero win. So I don't think if you, I wouldn't be worried about game script at all for him. No, and and the other thing about it is like so if you look at that game, Maddie, he easily like he's got thirty points in his range. Like that game, if you put uh, the one where he goes for eight and one eleven, you put he goes for two touchdowns. He's getting thirty three points in that game. Yep. Like it, he hasn't done it yet, but you add an extra touchdown to some of these game logs, like. He, he had 13 for 60, went for a touchdown. You add another one to that. He's got 27. He could go for upper 20s and high or, or maybe touch 30 and be the best damn value play on the freaking slate. I agree. Yeah. Like, I, I'm i just I, – I might lock I Jacoby Myers, man. I might do it because – Yeah, that's I interesting just, about his fight. play, man. Because he is, he's, he's the wide he's receiver right in between, And he's right in between Darius Slayton and Gabe Davis. Like – DK is begging us. Well, he's the wide receiver six on DK as well. He's just he's way down there. He's, okay, he is be- like DK is. So they they DK is doing all kind. Of, they did some funny stuff, man. They dropped Gabe Davis's price by a thousand dollars 
from 6,300 to 5,300 and wedged him, wedged him right next to Jacoby Myers. Like, you have Gabe, Jacoby Myers, and Darius Slayton. If people are going to play it, they're going to go to Gabe or they're going to go to Darius Slayton. I don't think they're going to play Jacoby Myers. What's well, it? And it's, I mean, come on. It's, it's Darius Slayton chalk week. Like this, this, yeah. I have, mm-hmm. I would be able to bet, bet the farm on that. Um, and Kev's talked about them. I don't like them. I never do. But if we're talking about a three game slate and we're throwing out these guys, like th- this is put up or shut up for Kenny Galladay. I mean, like he has to, you know, there's nobody else. There is nobody else. Like I'm, I'm can not I, thinking can about I one you, Can I interest you in and, Isaiah Hodgins? You, yeah. I mean, he's what thirty one hundred on DK. He's got to be cheap. And he's actually playing good. Um, he's he's um, last week he had he had uh, he did have a fumble, but last week if you look at his uh, his totals, and I only know this because I played his ass in King of the Beach, and um, I was sitting here <laughs> like dying inside when he got. I think 30. it was a sharp play. I mentioned he, him on our pod last week. He had thirty. He had thirty receiving yards. Where the hell is he? Where's his price at? Man? He's men price again. I think. I think he's three K. Is he? 3K I gotta. Flat. I gotta find him. He legit had thirty receiving yards wiped off the board by freaking penalties. Like he jumped straight up off the street and started playing. Like they played him over Kenny Galladay. Brian Dable benched Galladay in Week Ten and played Isaiah Hodgins. And Hodgins was start. He was a starter last week. I mean, we talk about guys that are off the board. If Darius Slayton gets the the, the follow treatment from Trevion Diggs, I could see Richie James play. being popular too. I don't know if Richie James plays. Oh, yeah, he's he's right I don't now. think he's. Yeah, he, I, don't I don't think he might play. play. Just that because of the so the Wandale the Wandale injury. Yeah. Was, yeah, was, I mean, James came in on a touchdown at, after he got hurt. Yeah. People are going to look at a a wide receiver um, for for the Giants, and and you know all of these things form as we talk about the chalk from people who still play cash on Thanksgiving. Like there's still going to be people who are talking about like what the cash lineup is for Thanksgiving. And that's going to be like part of that narrative is like the giants have nobody. So who are we playing from the giants in cash? And it's Ryan, I I know we've talked about this on pods we've done together in the past. It's like when they're starting, when teams start to miss these guys and I know, you know, the lines, Didn't do, didn't fall in suit with this when they scored forty five points against Seattle. But when teams start to miss these regular starters, they just don't put up as many points, right? Because the, the right. regular starters are the reason they score in the first place. So it's like, yes, there is value there, but I mean, if they're not going to move the ball at all and score, and also they are playing the Dallas Cowboys, who have arguably the best defense in the NFL. So, yep. um, yep. it's like, I I would just be be careful about how much va- Giants value I try to try to jam in, and it's like I'd rather play. Lions value that are cheap I'd, against I'd Buffalo because I think Aguilar that game can go nuclear. I'd rather play Aguilar, yeah. who I think can catch a bomb. I'd rather play Devontae yep. Parker, who I think can catch a bomb. It's like I just think there's more responsible value plays than than trying to jam in these these Giants guys. But I just I lean more towards full fading the Giants than anything because I think Dallas just wipes them off the map. Yeah, I, I don't I don't mind I that hope at all. You're I mean, right. I do think on a on a <laughs> I mean on a full point PPR sl- site, I I can see why people would pay Saquon and like he is their only piece that can somewhat you know keep them in a game that put if they have a neutral game script like it's because of Saquon. Like I actually think a Saquon so, CD Lamb mini is interesting. <clears throat> but so we we didn't talk about Saquon a ton because you know what's there to say about Saquon but the one interesting thing 
Um, and the Thanksgiving primer is going to come out tomorrow. Dude, Saquon has slowed down a ton, man. Like, that volume is catching up for him. I, yeah, I just want to read I this mean, real fast. He had 35 carries two weeks but ago. <laughs> look, look, look at what he's done from it's an efficiency so standpoint. So, weeks one through five, here's his ranks and yards after contact per attempt, breakaway run rate, and elusive rating. 11th, 7th, and 24. Now, you fast forward to weeks six through 11. Same, same categories. Here's his ranks. 59th. 30th and 57th hmm. the volume is massively catching up with saquon like he's he's slowing down a lot guys like damn it's not good yeah i mean i think so too is i mean the fact that yeah, i mean he hasn't played a ton of football the last couple of years right well, the defense is yep. no just stop saquon too mm-hmm. that's going to take a sap his efficiency too you know, well so is giving him the ball 35 times or 40 times yeah, in, in one game i mean this is all coming down to like sure I'll throw this back out here before we get any other wide receivers in here. My two biggest fades of the slate are going to be Saquon and Justin Jefferson. Yeah, the only thing scary with Saquon is just that he has the ability to break off a 70-yard touchdown anytime he touches the ball. But I agree uh, with, with some of that. And the frustrating thing is they don't utilize him nearly enough as a pass catcher. They don't. Uh, he, like, right, he, yeah. he, they, instead of running him into the ground 35 times a game let him carry the ball, Hey, well, you know, let's give the man some targets, right? Because he's a, he's an incredible pass catcher. They don't utilize him that way. But the the, the flip side could be is maybe they, they do utilize him more as a pass catcher this week because they're missing so many players, you know, on offense that maybe this this is a time that you you could see him get eight to ten targets in a game. Um, and and that that is I think is a, is a possibility for him. But um, Dallas far- is so good. Dallas is so good versus running backs. They're seventh in yards per reception, though. That's my only pushback against it. And Daniel Jones, he doesn't like to throw down. He doesn't like to check down. He'd rather just pull the ball down and run. Whenever too. when it, they they yeah. showed something on ESPN and stuff earlier, dude, in the give week, me Saquon like, with Eli Manning, please. Like they showed something <laughs> earlier, like a please. lot of the man coverage looks that the Giants are getting this year. The uh, it's basically Daniel Jones like sees its man coverage and he just takes off. Mm-hmm. He just takes off, gets the lane, takes off for like an easy five or six yards. It's kind of how they're coaching him this year. Yeah. So uh, don't. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Kev. No, I was, I was just, just going to say the only – Go ahead. No, go ahead. go ahead. The only other wide receiver that I had interest in, just if we're talking about Buffalo, was Isaiah McKenzie. Um, and I don't know how much James Cook's yeah. usage has affected um, Isaiah being out there because it, it has seemed to fall off since he was on the injury report and I think missed a game or two earlier this season. But he's just that type of guy that I've seen him. I've seen – his explosiveness before I've seen him be utilized. And this is a, we didn't talk about this with Josh Allen, but this is a must win game for the bills. Like they're looking at Miami. They're looking at, you know, the chiefs, you know, they're one game out from them with three losses. Chiefs have two, like they cannot afford to lose this game in any way, shape or fashion. So they need their best players on the field. Um, Does Isaiah McKenzie factor into that? I don't know. I know that he's been utilized in the past, but he's a guy who comes in that nobody's going to be thinking about, I feel like, in this offense in peace and playing in that first game where you don't want to waste the roster spot on him with these, you know, Darius Slayton and Jacoby Myers and, you know, all these other pieces who are around him um, that could feel, you know, and I, I probably wouldn't play him without Josh Allen, but if I'm talking about, you know, making my Buffalo onslaught stacks, I did have interest in Isaiah McKenzie of where his price tag comes in. Totally my agree. only problem with McKenzie is, and, and I looked into him hard, I almost ran him up for the primer was that his snaps and his routes per dropback were climbing 
And then all of a sudden last week, they went straight in the damn toilet again. Like he only played 40% of the snaps. Hmm. And I'm like, I it's, it's just when you think he's starting to get more run, Buffalo's like, nah, nah, nah. Well, he, he, also, shit, he kills man. himself. Like, he does a yeah. lot of really dumb shit. He runs yeah, the wrong yeah. routes. He fumbles the football. Like, he does yeah. a lot of uh, damage against himself anyways. I mean, it's not just it's not just because of that. He's had, he's had some really horrific, horrific mistakes uh, for them so far this year as well. And that's not really helping him. So I, I, I'm going to say one more thing on the wide receivers. Like, when we haven't brought it up yet, like – I know it's not going to be – I know I'm not breaking ground by saying I'm going to play all the Stefan Diggs, but ha- we haven't even mentioned it here. Do we get Stefan Diggs in the squeaky wheel narrative after he was talking to McDermott on the sideline about not getting targets last week? Do we get that this week mm-hmm. where they're just like, all right, you want targets? Let's go, baby. The thing with, the thing with that is, though, is I mean, I think like – like, sure. like, But he's also been like – I mean, outside of last week was really the one week Really, I mean, for the most part, though, he's pretty much seen double-digit targets in almost yeah. every game this year. So, yeah. like, I think he returns. It's not like a, it's yeah. not like a. Oh, when you're like, talking like, about matching Justin Jefferson's ceiling, like Diggs's target totals: 15, 11, 11, 13, 8, 10, 16. Like, yeah. Just real, real quick to Ryan's point. I uh, just pulled up the the Bills red zone targets. Diggs leads the team with 16, and then tied for second is Singletary and McKenzie with eight. Knox is, is yeah it's weird Gabe Davis five. only has five I think five red yeah. zone targets which Gabe, is really weird and that's why but, Gabe Davis when Gabe Davis scores it's from it's it's from deep so yeah, yeah. It, yeah. That's, that's exactly that's yards. to that point though Gabe Davis only has five red zone targets three of those have come in the last it's either the last two games or the last three games so he doesn't have any red zone usage, and I wrote this up a few weeks ago. But they, they're bu- they're bumping it up now. Is my point? Like they're using him more now. Yeah. Let me. But I mean, all of it to say up. is McKenzie can also score, and no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. nobody's going to play McKenzie. I think, and he's I think tied for second on the team with red zone targets. Yeah, because he's and he can get red zone carries. McKenzie too. has a eleven and a half percent target share. Gabe Davis is seeing about seventeen percent target share, and Stephon Diggs is seeing a thirty almost thirty percent target share. But it's just the way they're utilizing because, I mean, even... Yeah, last two games, three of Yeah, five. because you look at Steph Diggs, I mean, his average at the target is uh, 42nd in average at the target, where Gabe Davis is actually second in average at the target. Yeah. And he's also 10th in deep targets. Obviously, they're using him as the, as the deep ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, Gabe Davis is obviously in a great spot, right? He's $5,300, and he's going to carry a massive amount of ownership because of how cheap he is. And so, I think you probably see more people stack Josh Allen with Steph Diggs and Gabe Davis than you probably do with Dawson Knox. Um, and, and so because he's so cheap. and there's You think so? Yeah. I mean, he, he's just so incredibly cheap. I mean, you can get all the touchdowns, basically, by, by doing yeah, that. I think everybody's going to play Schultz. Well, I'm only asking because last week, legitimately, nobody played Gabe Davis. He was like sub 5%, and Knox yeah. was the chalkiest <laughs> freaking play of the damn slate. Like. It was everybody played Allen to Diggs yeah, to Knox. That's because of, of who Davis was around. Yeah, Gabe Davis was also range. a lot more expensive last week. He yeah. paid $6,300. Because yeah. everybody, everybody wanted to play Cortland Sutton and Terry McLaurin that were $500 cheaper. See, I yeah. think Gabe Davis is going to push for like one of the most popular plays of the slate. Mm, I don't, I, he, I don't I necessarily think so because there, there is, be there's a lot of yeah. game log watchers that will go through and see, oh, six. Uh, 13, we say that, dude. But 38. I, tell me how sharp the field has been this year, man. No, it's we been, say it's that, been very sharp. Damn good. Been, That's why we keep seeing all the chalk good. hit. Yeah. The field has been stupid sharp. 
So I, that's my only pushback against that. The only, the only, the only yeah. two players that I, that I would talk about that I think that we haven't brought up once and I think they're going to be overlooked, and that's one is Adam Thielen. I do think Adam Thielen's a little bit dust, but we have seen games yeah. this year where you see seven, eight, nine, ten targets, and this could be a game that they do that. We know the narrative that New England likes to take away your best player. They're definitely going to do whatever they can to try to take away Justin Jefferson. That could open the door for Adam Thielen. Uh, outside of last week, I mean, he's seen seven or more targets in what? You have to go all the way back to uh, week one was the last time he did not see seven or more targets in a single game. He's only $4,900. That is really cheap, and I don't think he's going to carry much ownership. And then the, I think the other guy would be Michael Gallup that would logically make sense. Yes. Um, again, he's kind of been all over the place in terms of usage. But, again, if things go a little bit different, he finds the end zone at $4,900 or excuse me, $4,600 for Michael Gallup. I think those would be the two guys that also yeah. can give you a little bit of leverage off of a guy like Gabe Davis or even Jacoby Myers, but I more so just Gabe Davis. If that's what you want to do, I get it. It's gross. But on a three-game slate, you're going to have to get a little bit different. You have to find some different, oh, yeah, uh, different spots to go to. I and just think so, bad. Like, he's he's legitimately been terrible all year. Like, I don't – Well, yeah, I mean, I he's also coming off a major healthy. injury and, you know, yeah. and stuff like that. So it's going to take him some time. He's probably not going like, to until next year. He's a little bit more of the guy that we saw he, before. But – Again, if he scores a touchdown on one of these games. I mean, you know, he's yeah. still seeing what week eight, forty nine receiving six. Uh, what four he catches, hasn't crossed fifty yards. receiving yards the entire season. No, you're right. But if he finds the end zone on one of these again on a three game right. slate, where you're gonna, you're yeah. not gonna have. It's not like all these guys are gonna go off, right? So if one of these guys, if Michael Gallup can get you fifteen, then that's probably gonna be in the optimal lineup. And so it, it doesn't take a lot to get there. And so mm-hmm. I think both those guys would be in consideration. Um, for for guys that are going to be low owned, and they probably shouldn't be because uh, you know both of them can definitely um, you know have decent weeks, and so I think those would be the other two guys that I would that, that I would look at at the wide receiver position that I think are going to go majorly overlooked. I I, I, me- I mentioned yeah. his name just like in je- in jest, but seriously, um, any interest in Khalif Raymond? I think you can, but he's seeing such a ridiculously low target share. But again, yeah, you know, I don't I just on one game, but like what like I think if I'm going to play him. Like, I mean, how much is he? He's what, 40? 4100 Yeah, $4,100. So you could pay another 500 more and get to Michael Gallup, or you could pay another 800 more and get to Adam Thielen, who those guys have a much more secure, I think, in terms of target share um, opportunity. Now, Khalif Raymond, you know, ha- has had some uh, few good games this year as well. So I don't mind him, and I think he's definitely he, in consideration. My, my thing about Khalif Raymond is he's had two or three games that, like, now, I don't think he scored – he has not scored a touchdown the entire no, yeah, season. Yeah, he's in the same boat, yeah. But, like, you put a touchdown on any one of these, and you're looking at 13, 13, 10, 16, 20, 15, 12. Like, he's he's the same conversation as Gallup, but I think, like, he's actually healthy and playing better. So, I mean, we're talking about being yeah. different out of, that, out of that high total game, man. I, I like I like Khalif Raymond a good bit. Is, is DJ Chark back? He's back, but he only ran like five routes or six yeah, routes. Yeah, I think it was six week. routes. Okay. Like five or six routes, yeah. He's he's not – I don't think he's close to healthy. They, they, okay. they only – the only two full-time wide receivers that Detroit used was uh, Khalif Raymond and Amon Ra. And the only two guys in New England that ran 60% or higher uh, routes were Jacoby Myers and Nelson Aguilar last week. So just, just talking about off the okay. – you know, off the field plays or – Who's actually on the damn field? Love it. So since yeah. we're kind of all over the place, so we can jump over to tight end. You know, what, you know, we might be able to get this thing done before two hour mark. We'll see what happens. We're, get, we're getting, we're getting there. But just give me again. 
Just, just say we don't have another one. So just give me your one play, one. and then we're gonna talk forty-five minutes about all the other. No, players. I just want to hear. I just want to hear right. names. <laughs> outside, outside, of, outside of. Okay, but since we didn't talk about him, who's the guy that, that you're gonna want to have the most owner, uh, ownership on? Jefferson Diggs or CD Lamb? Go. Diggs. Diggs. I think it's CD for me, and it's probably because I'm playing so much Davis. Like I'm, I'm just gonna play Gabe and hope that that hits and take a stand. Yeah, I like that. I like C. Lamb, but I'm gonna go just Jefferson because $8,200 Justin Jefferson isn't fair. Um, okay, so let's go. Let's go over to the tight end. See, I can't do it. Um, let, let's, let's let's go over to the tight end position, and you have Hawkinson, uh, Dalton Schultz, who I think is gonna be chalk. Dawson Knox probably follows that up uh, right right behind him. It's really these three guys. I mean, I guess if you really want to talk about Lawrence Kager, who saw three targets last week, no. um, you know, oh, for, for, the, uh, for yeah. the Giants, because they have nobody else to throw the ball to. Um, you know, he's actually he he's a wide receiver on FanDuel, actually. Yeah. Not even Lawrence, Lawrence Kager. Um, yeah, definitely don't play him on FanDuel then. I'm not right. playing him at all, <laughs> but I will. I'm going to play some Johnny Smith. Just throwing it out there. I was me. just, I, I, I was going to ask Jonu. you, D, if you're playing Mac Jones, yeah. are you playing Johnny? I'm playing Johnny. And this is. This goes back to how you attack Minnesota. So Minnesota has, has been bad. Like, they're good against the deep ball. You beat them, like, they're 30th in short passing DVOA. And so, like, when I look at these short area teams that struggle, like heavy zone or what have you, where is the yak gone for the teams? So for the Patriots, their top three guys in yak, Ramondre Stevenson, Jonu Smith, and Jacoby Myers. Janu has got 8.9 yak per reception. Like, that is a a, a damn elite number, man. Like, it, I don't know. If there's one guy that I could see, like, popping off and we look back at this slate and we're like, how in the shit did he get, like, 50 receiving yards and two tutties? I, dude, I think it's Janu Smith. I, I like it. I mean, he he is probably the best play for me on the slate especially talking about FanDuel when we're chasing touchdowns and how popular the other three tight ends above him are going to be like so efficient man Hawkinson you know he's getting there on targets not really a great matchup Schultz is just going to be so insanely popular and I don't know how you play Dawson Knox outside of Josh Allen lineups at the at this point in time like you just want to get you know you want to get all the equity of josh allen by playing dawson knox i can't imagine playing dawson knox solo so um john who's just interesting i mean he gives you that piece and in a later game on you know a piece that probably is allocated somewhere to like tj hawkinson or nobody has him and um you know if if he can just get you eight, nine, 10 points, you, you feel good about it um, compared to where the slate is shaping up. I mean, this is one of those positions where, you know, give me, give me somebody who's just going to be low owned at a, at a, you know, somewhat volatile position. I mean, I would love to play TJ Hawkinson everywhere um, because of the, you know, target share that he's seeing on this team. And it makes it tough for me to even think about Adam Thielen, Kev, because of what TJ Hawkinson has been seeing. Yeah. Um and, and I just I just can't play Dalton Schultz outside of Dak teams at the popularity that he's going to see because Dak's just not 
you know, this is not like 45, 47 throw Dak that we've been used to seeing. Like this dude is fine with throwing it 27 times, 30 times. Like, and it's just not enough for me to play a tight end. That's going to be 50 some percent owned solo. The whole time Kev was going through the, the uh, Adam Thielen talk, the only thing I kept thinking was TJ Hawkinson. Like, Hawkinson's getting a shit ton of volume. The Patriots have – they're tied for the most receiving touchdowns allowed to tight ends. Um, yeah. I'll play Schultz with Dak, but but outside of that, if you want to get weird, I mean, look, we're on a three-gamer. I'm not going to say that I'm not going to have some double tight end lineups and stuff, especially considering the low hmm. totals. So you're going to play um, Lawrence Kager? Shit, no, I'm not playing that dude. I'll play Johnu. <laughs> I'm not playing that schmo. Hey, I mean, whoa, if you, whoa, if, whoa, whoa, I mean, if, that, that, if, this man has a family. You're out here calling him that, you know, I it's mean, Thanksgiving week, Derek. He, he has, he has a hundred and three, a hundred and three points. I know I'm giving John U. Smith. I mean, I think that man has a family score. too. Okay. You, you know? shut your mouth. <laughs> no, he but he's a tight end out here. If, he is a wide receiver <laughs> trying to play tight end position. You never know. If, if we think new England's going to pressure Minnesota over and over again, I mean, doesn't that write a script that Hawkinson could get some quick, very quick targets to get the ball out of cousin's hand? Yeah. Hawkinson has gotten like you, you bank on him for like nine targets. He's going to get them. Like ever since he rolled up in, into Minnesota, they're just like, all right, you're the wide receiver too. Like they've been force feeding him volume ever since he got there. Um, I think, I think going double tight end and getting exposure to the late game. Like if you know, you're not running Mac or whatever else, like having Johnny and Hawk late um, and having some, swap equity on how you want to go with that team like i think it's one of the ways to attack late like if you're fading schultz or Knox, um i think the john is a good pivot off of Knox. he's only 500 less you can also uh mini yeah. stack myers with hawkinson too or if you're playing mac jones you just play mac with yeah. myers and Janu, and you can run rubble run yeah, double that, tight that end was and the, play the dummy the dummy lineup that I made was, yeah. was leverage off of Mondre. It was literally just Mac, Johnu, Myers, and Hawk and uh Hawk and uh and Dalvin. Dalvin coming back. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. I mean it's it's just for me, I think it's it's more so a mentality thing. And and Maddie, I know I've I've talked with you and Kev about this numerous times. Uh probably Debro as well. Like the highest uh, highest price tight end. Like if your name is not Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews and and maybe sometimes on depending on who's healthy, George Kittle, like I just cannot pull the trigger on the highest price tight end. I mean, we do it for the safety reasons and because you know, and that feels gross on a Thanksgiving slate when we're talking about a three gamer, because like mm-hmm. he could go out there and easily get eight. And like if we get eight from any other piece, like that price tag is just not worth it. And, you know, he he's going to be that safety blanket that people look at and Again, we talk about, you know, do people want exposure to all three games? If they do, like, how can they get exposure? Oh, I'm just going to play Hawkinson because I can't I can't afford Justin Jefferson. I don't want to play Dalvin Cook. I don't like Adam Thielen. I'm not playing Vikings D against the Patriots. So I'll just take this tight end because the position is so gross. And if people are just going to think that, then I'm just going to automatically just write that guy off and go go elsewhere because he he hasn't shown me enough that he has dominant range of outcomes in his repertoire you you just described his entire game log like looking through what he's done all year seven five ten okay he blew up versus seattle okay everybody gets gets one uh new england he faced new england earlier this year one point uh eight (laughs) eleven sixteen eleven eight like 
he's gotten a crap ton of volume. Volume has never been the problem for Hawkinson. Even when you go back to Detroit, it's just the fact that he doesn't do anything with it. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. I I, I do love that Janu call D bro, and yeah, I probably I will will end up having a lot of him just yep. just because he's he's cheap and he's out there and you know seeing seeing looks and I'll save the salary. Yeah, I'm gonna have a crap ton of Janu. Defense. Defense. Patriots are on mute. You're on mute. You're screaming at yourself. <laughs> I hate myself because I'm going to play some Lawrence Kager and more and more I keep digging into him. Oh I'm going to I'm going to play him. He's twenty seven hundred dollars. He's playing sixty six percent of the snaps. God. We have nobody else to throw the ball to here. They're going to have to throw the ball to somebody. It's going to be him. He's going to go four <laughs> for fifty and a touchdown. We just talked about this. Right, wide receiver. Let's go, let's go to defense. We just oh. talked about this. <laughs> let's go to defense. I'm just saying it. That's oh. all I want to say is that I'm going to play him. Crap on know. Mac Jones. This man's talking about playing Lawrence Kager. Oh hey, he, hey, we got to get different. That you know. <laughs> He's playing all the snaps, running the routes. Cheap, cheap tight ends. That's his MO. Cheap tight ends, man. Yeah. Hey, man. He's got 70 air yards over the lot. You know, hey, you know. Prairie yards. Prairie yeah. yards. We're going to put that there. Lawrence air yards. Kager. Lawrence Kager. <laughs> Kager. <laughs> Not host international, international hey, Kager. You know, this is, hey, that's how Dan Arnold was born all these years ago. And remember what Thanksgiving, side Thanksgiving is how Air Arnold not, was born. Yes. Not, nobody disparages the name of Dan Arnold. Okay. Ever. Except oh, for except God. for except for Ryan, who was on Josh Hill. And Josh we, we tried we tried our best. <laughs> Josh Hill, baby. I think yeah. you were the only one. I remember that show. That was funny. Yep. <clears throat> so that was the same show that Kev called me an idiot for fading Michael Thomas. I probably was right. Oh. Um pour no, one out. Wrong. Pour one out. I don't I don't remember. I mean, it's, it's just whatever. Let's it, to me it, on this. It's just whatever low. What, what after you make your build, whatever. Team yeah. Uh, what whatever is yeah. there, pick a team. It doesn't. It doesn't really. You Patriots know, obviously, I mean, be massive chalk. Yeah, Patriots three K. You know. Yeah. They they make sense. Obviously, the Cowboys. Yeah, if you have thirty seven dollars to cover, throw the Cowboys in there. If you don't, you know, whatever. I, I really oh, don't care. Yeah, I'm gonna keep saying it, Kev. I'm telling you. Turpin's gonna have a TD before that year's over. Uh, it's gonna happen. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to play the Cowboys on every team that I, I can wedge yeah. them in. And the reason is is that if we get these three gamer slates and it's like the one defense that scores a defensive touchdown, it's like two take down the tournament. You have teams. to have, dude. Dallas's stuff. <laughs> <laughs> ten points. Ten points. Twenty three points. Twenty two points. Eleven points. Sixteen points last yeah. week. Like. It's they have the upside that that all these other defenses don't have outside of the Patriots. It's really Cowboys or Patriots, and yeah, and throw a that, throw a special teams touchdown on on to those game logs, and now you're now you're dude, really cooking with gas. The Patriots, 17, 26, 13, 22, 11. Like as far as the upside, none of these other defenses can match what the Patriots and Cowboys can do. As yep, far as I like, agree. giving you twenty, I think points. it's one of those two. Yep, it's you play one of those two and you move on. I agree. Yeah. And especially with the with the pricing and and how it's shaping up, like I know we normally talk about, yeah, just paying down what you can fit, but like this is a scenario where I'm just I'm putting yeah, in the defense gamer. and like yeah. just tell me what the other eight slots need to be because yeah. yep. I, on a three gamer raw points do matter. So on the three yeah. gamer, like I want to chase ceiling and and matchups matter with that, but like I want to chase the defenses that have shown us like if there's yeah. one damn defense that's going to break the whole freaking slate and go for twenty. Those are the ones that I want to have exposure to. And I can't say that, like, as good as the Bills have been, they're not even that defense. Like, 
They're they're yeah. uh, they're like the Steelers. They've always been a really good real life defense, but like they have not. They've only scored double digit points three times. They've only gone. They they've hit twenty once, but they've only gone above thirteen points twice outside of the twenty. So no. All right. Well, it's that time. Same thing we do every time that we're here. Let's build a lineup. Ryan? We're going first? Off. Yeah, start it off. Uh, we're let, on draft, let's go just in case you need to know. Yeah, No, let's go Amon-Ra. Let's go Amon-Ra. I like, okay. I like starting off strong there. All right. That game. D bro, you can go next. No, you know. Um, let's go Jacoby Myers. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Mac Jones. No, I wasn't gonna do that to you, Maddie. I'll just take his alpha. Um, let's go DeAndre Swift. Oh. Fuck it. Let's let it ride. Jared Goff. All right. Let's um, go get Gabe Davis for the bring There back. we go. That's what I was wanting to hear. Okay. Like that. Gabe. Okay. So we got $5,500 left. We have running back, tight end, flex, and D. I'm going to throw a D in here just so I got an idea of what we're cooking with. Is it to me? Yeah. Yep. Even, I mean, even, even if you plug in the death of the Cowboys Dalvin. defense. Uh, let's see where that puts it. Okay. Maddie. Did you say I Dallas did. or Dalvin? Dalvin. But I already have the Dallas defense plugged in as a placeholder. So, like, if you did that, you got 5,500 left for tight end and flex. I love it. Uh, Let's go Diggs. Okay. What is that going to leave us with? Oh, we can fit Johnny! <laughs> oh, here comes Kev with Kager. Motherfucker's gonna put Kager in there. <laughs> I know he's gonna do it. I know he's gonna do it. Go ahead, Kev. It's your pick. No, no, no hate, bro. Yeah, it's like, Kev's I, pick. It's 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 to you. Go ahead and say Kager. I know you want to. Let's, let me see something. I just want to. I just want to know one. <laughs> now he's gonna back off. He's like, well, now no, they're expecting right, me to say it. Now nope. I can't. No, say he's it. gonna move. We, we could also go Patriots and Schultz. You'd, you done painted me into it. No, I was going to see how if we'd be able to get John in with the Cowboys defense because I want to get the Cowboys oh, defense. Oh, yeah, you in. can. You, yeah, can. you can. But I don't give you a can. fuck. We're, go, we're, we're, going, we're going Lawrence Kager. I know. Hey, <laughs> Kager party. Let's go. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Kager party. Jer- so this is Jared Goff, DeAndre Swift, Dalvin Cook, Amon Ra, Jacoby, Gabe Davis, Kager, oh, Stephon Diggs. A sexy team, dude. If Kager ships the Millie, we are throwing a Kager. <laughs> dude. Like, this is a sexy team in the sense that, like, we legit just full-faded the Dallas Cowboys. You realize that? Yeah. That's fine. I could, I could honestly see No, no, I, I, but you're playing the Cowboys D, like. And I, if, if, yeah, by chance, yeah. if by chance, if by chance, if by chance Turpin houses a kickoff or a punt, that's often, it's points for Dallas and offense you is just, not on the You're field. playing that that game just right. fails. It's the, ga- the game can to... fail and it can be weird. I yeah. 100% think that, that that is like the weirdest game of, of the three. I'm totally down with that, man. I love this lineup. All right, well, why don't we build a FanDuel lineup? 
Let's do it. Do I'll it. Uh, you're going to have to give me pricing here. Yeah, I have no I idea. Mean, I'm just going to say I, names. I, I, I have no idea up. what. Let me see if I can even I'll pull log it up. into my FanDuel. I can log in. Or pull it up. Uh, I guess I could too. I guess I could always, always mess with. I always use the app. I never get on the desktop. Yeah, let me see if I have. I mean, that could be, you know, I'm I'm a hand build bro, and I do it all in there. I don't have my spreadsheets and the CSVs. (laughs) I don't think I've ever submitted a team on my computer. I don't think so either. I think I'm I'm just been a full hand build bro. I've I have always Matt Maddie taught me the right way, God's way of building teams. (laughs) Yes, sir. Unless you're in a different state. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm in. I got now. I can see pricing. All right. All right. Me too. So, all right. Um, D bro, you started off this this time. Oh shit! I can't see pricing. Um, I'll fly blind. I don't give a shit. Um, TDs. We want TDs well, on Fanduel. I'm, I'm gonna start with Dalvin. Okay. Two or three touchdowns Seven. is in his range. Seventy-eight hundred. Saquon's eighty-eight hundred. Who, who's it to now? You, Kev? No, Ryan, you can go. Gabe Davis, seventy-two hundred. Okay. Sixty-four left. Matty. Sixty-four hundred per. Um. Damn, CD Lamb's pretty cheap, huh? They're begging you to play him, probably. They are, yeah. Yeah. Who's the pivot off of him? Jacoby. They're pretty much the same price. Mm-hmm. Let's. You know what? I'm gonna pick the make the same pick I just made. DeAndre Swift. I think he can score. He's cheap. He's free. Sixty two hundred is insanely cheap on Fanduel. It's ridiculous. Right, I'm gonna go Dak. We go different. All right. Um, so it's back to me. What do we got left? Yeah. What are we working with? We got uh, 6,100 per two wide receiver slots, tight end flex defense. Um, right. Defense. Suck it. Suck it, Kev. Johnu. <laughs> Love it. Oh, we can't get, we're not getting Kager on this one? So, Hell no. Seven. 7,000 per slot if we pay for the Cowboys, who are the highest defense at 5K. Uh, so this is shaping nice. Um, I, I would play the Cowboys because then they're not going to play be highly owned there. A lot of people are just going to pay down. Yeah. To that I'm going to throw, th- th- throw in CD Lamb. Fuck it. I mean, we got Dak. Let's ride. Yeah. What spots we got left? Flex, wide receiver. How much Defense. Um, what you thinking, Maddie? It's to you. Yeah. Let's uh, if we're not playing Schultz and we're playing Dak, let's throw in Gallup. Okay. Okay. So what's the last spot, Flex? Flex seventy five hundred. So that's uh, your options are. Stevenson, Jamal Williams, Zeke, Singletary, Jacoby Myers. This is I'm gonna need a little bit of chalk, and I'm just gonna go with Ramondre Stevenson. I think that's fine. Yeah, I think it's yeah. fine. 
Especially I, th- I think if you him and Dalvin, Dak, I think if you weren't playing Dak, then Zeke makes a lot of sense. But with, since we got Dak, I think you don't play Zeke with him. That's an interesting team. Yeah, three hundred left on the table. Dak double. Yep, with no Giants run back. I mean, they're gonna squash him with the Cowboys D. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, just a just Cowboys three, onslaught. Just three Cowboys three onslaught. pieces in the late game too. Like who's who's playing that? That's so nice. John New, Mom. Stevenson, Cook. Yep. Yeah, I like that too. Well, Fanduel. Well, jo- yeah, Josh Gilham just said in the chat nobody mentioned Gallup and he made it on the Fanduel team. So there you go, Josh. <laughs> we did talk about him. I talked about it when talked I brought up Gallup. <laughs> yeah, we talked about Thielen and we t- I brought now up there's Gallup. There's some shade of Gallup. <sighs> yeah, Debro hates Gallup. I don't know why. He probably cost him some money or something somewhere. He's a jag. <laughs> yeah, but on on Fanduel, where you're just touchdown hunting and not hunting yeah, yeah. volume, I, I don't hate he it makes at a all. ton of I mean, sense on Fanduel. We were, yeah, I was mainly thinking DraftKings earlier. Made two yep. lineups and we did not play Tony Pollard either one of them. God may have mercy on our souls. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's going to be the. I mean, we could say it. He's going to be the highest rostered player on both. Yep. Nope. No doubt. Yep. He's gonna be. He is going to be the highest rostered player on DK. Like that. That. That is not even in. Especially coming discussion. off his, which is crazy because last week he was uh, like less than five percent yep. owned because Zeke was <laughs> back, and now everybody he he blows up, and now everybody's gonna change all of it, and we're gonna see. We're gonna watch either Dallas take to the air, or we're gonna see Zeke go for three, and then Pollard goes back into his like 12, 12 points. Whoa. Whoa. I mean, this I love is a, this is a this True. is a Tony Pollard, bro. I love zone. Tony Pollard. I, Dallas Cowboys fans do not like me because I I talk so much shit about Zeke. When's I the uh, Kev? When's the jersey being delivered? I need I need I need to buy that too. I haven't had a chance to do that yet. Najee? What? But I I, I can't decide. You I mean, buy, I would think also, a Najee? really it would make Najee. I could get a Najee too. Well, it, him or Pollard? What was what was the team that shipped it for you last week? It was Pollard and Najee. It's got to be because I'm yeah. I'm buying I'm buying I, I looked at it yesterday with my the the banks for me and stuff I'm buying a Christian Watson one. You, you have me, to. You, you have to. Oh, bacon, have to. Yeah. You have yeah. to. That's the narrative right there. Yeah. So it was. <sighs> this is the twelve dollars even... single entry. It was Josh Allen, Tony Pollard, Najee Harris, T Higgins, Amari, uh, Amari Cooper, Gabe Davis, Dawson Knox, Nico Collins, and Colts D. Good lord, it's a good team. It's such a good yeah. build. I mean, it's it's Cleveland and Buffalo stacked up together, highest total of the week, with a, a T. Higgins, Najee Harris mini stack, and that was that was Pollard. a great mini stack. I mean, it's a yeah. it's a it's a phenomenal build. That's a really damn good team, Kev. Hats off, dude. And it's like the and that's what like what Kevin and I have preached all year is that yes, there's a lot of chalk. There's been so many chalky spots, but it's like. Just how can you be slightly, slightly different? It's like, I mean, right. Josh Allen was 12 points and 40-something percent owned or whatever he was. Well, and it's, it's like, it's the, it's the he's still on a winner. Bets. He's still on it's a winner. The, the yeah. correlated bets that you're making with mini stacks is is what I just, I love, man. Like, yep. how many, how many mm-hmm. things do I have to get right? Okay, if I make a bunch of mini stacks... I just cut that from a nine leg parlay yep. into a four four. Leg. I gotta get I gotta get four bets to get Bingo. right, and if right. I get those four bets right, let's go. Yeah, like I mean, when I when I shipped everything, uh, not last week but the week before, 
I had all Pollard and Christian Watson minis. That I yep. had that like everywhere. I almost I like I had like sixty percent of my line. Green Bay yeah. Dallas ended up being one of the highest total scoring games of the week. Yep, and that's like Kev just, just stacked the minis, up man. Right. Yeah, Kev just stacked up Buffalo, Cleveland, one of the highest. So we go games. back to this slate. I'm right. gonna have Dallas so scored forty plus. I'm gonna have so much and Dalvin and Jacoby minis or Dalvin Janu minis. It's gonna be crazy. I like it. Yep. <clears throat> well, now we're just sitting here just trying to eat up time so we get to the two hours. Is that what's happening? So we get to the two hour mark, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Anyways, so one, it's been uh, a lot of fun having all of you back on. It has been a long time. I can't remember the last time all four of us were on the same show because it wasn't this last year. I think it had to be at least a year before that. It's been at least a couple of years since yeah. all the whole band was back together. We can just get Ben on. Can we get Ben on too? Just, just the whole. The whole gang all, all back together, but um, oh, yeah, I'd love that Brady bunch of men. We'd love that. Yeah, I'd love that. But hopefully, we can do it again sometime this year. Maybe it's the Christmas slate, the Christmas Day slate. I don't know if that, but that probably doesn't make sense how how that would work. But maybe I don't know. Or maybe in the playoffs. That's that's also the second best, uh, you know, uh, time of the year. Oh, so we can get all four of you on. Wild card. But Wild you know, card Ryan, weekend. he's got a little Ryan coming here, here here in the you know coming weeks. So wish yep. you well on that as well. Possibly so around Christmas. Join the club. You're the yep. you're the last yes, one to join the club. The last one. Holiday in. baby. Yeah. So Holiday I mean, you're baby. gonna have to. I mean, I hopefully that you got your own little recording area now because you're gonna have to be quiet. You know, the baby's sleeping and everything else. Or the For wife's sure. gonna come in and just go night night. Just night night. You wake up the baby because <laughs> you're in here talking on a podcast, <laughs> something like that. You know. Yeah, but, well, uh, don't don't come don't come in with those lame ass intros, and I won't have to get you know to ten decibels to <laughs> let the people know damn. what's going on. You Don't know, make that man fine. monologue. You ain't got to twist his arm anyway. I mean, shit. Yeah, actually, send yeah. us out of here. Send us out of here, okay? Yeah, Ryan, send us home. And, and on, we we got to have a we out, okay? That, that's that's always customary. All right, so we got our builds. We got everything set. All right, we're we getting, we getting there. We love it. We we appreciate everybody rocking along with us. We got TN coming in with the super chat, Walido coming in with the super chat, and everybody who is keeping the chat going. Even Josh, who shouted us out talking about we didn't talk about enough Michael Gallup. We talked about Michael Gallup. You just had to listen to the right spot. I know Kev's going to hook it up with you guys afterwards. He's going to mark it so you guys know exactly where to find the quarterbacks, the running backs, the wide receivers, tight ends, defense that we talked about, and you can just scroll through. You don't got to listen to two full hours, but you should because this is the DJ Nation podcast, and this is what we do every week. Signing off for Maddie DFS. Maddie gets buckets. Maddie in them DFS streets. Kevin Steele, you can find him on Twitter at FantasyRaf13. Santa Kev and D-Bro, the one and only. Y'all better fear the beard. When D-Bro comes onto the podcast, you know what time it is. Bring those takes. And your boy, Mr. Monologue himself, Ryan Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanAlexander underscore W. It's the Fantasy Authority Degen Nation podcast. Good luck to you guys on that Thanksgiving slate. Be thankful. Be thankful that we get football. Be thankful that you got some food on your plate. Be thankful that the Degen Nation podcast exists. And make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. We're going to catch you guys next time. But until then, we out. Get that money. Peace.
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.